From downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, there's a new Indie World Showcase, and we got Jeremy here live with me in real time. Yep. I got a six-pack of batteries in my backpack and a smile on my face. And I've still got Pac-Man fever. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 320, your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about indie games coming to Nintendo Switch and Monster Hunter. There's Monster Hunter Sunbreak Direct as well that happened in between episodes here, but we are your hosts. I'm Trey, the true King of Swing, Johnson. I'm Jeremy, here in the Exalted Flesh times two, Mikowski. Hi, 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 hi. And I'm John Joystick Blisters Knitter. Still enjoying that arcade machine? Still loving it. Yeah, I played it for almost four hours today. So um, I'm sure, you know, everybody here and everyone at home understand about how the internet listens to you and spies on you and all that stuff. I got to tell you, John, I've got nothing but one-up arcade uh, advertisements on every social media that I'm on ever since since we talked about it on this podcast. I've been seeing a lot of it, like, on YouTube, especially. Because your phone spies on you, and, like, especially Facebook. Mm -hmm. Like, every advertisement has been for one-up arcades to me. (laughs) So anybody who says that that shit doesn't listen to you, they're wrong. Because it totally listens to you and uh, and sends you advertisements based on what it spies on you. So we have proof of it. Because yeah, I've been I've been constant getting constant advertisements for one of arcades since our last episode. I forget in the description of the last episode, did you say one up? arcade or you just said pac-man I, th- I think you just said pac-man right did you write out one up arcade i put them all in there i put one up arcade i i, I spelled out the entire actual name of it and i yeah. also put all of the games that were on there that you said just because Got of it. just for like search reasons i guess if people are trying to find keywords or whatever i put it all in the description mm-hmm. in hopes that maybe somebody wants to know about romper or whatever rompers whatever that game was you <laughs> know room. you know somebody even though uh, we we did get some comments about john wearing a romper and playing romper so uh, <laughs> really a lot of a lot of people wow. uh, were totally into it so um you know just think think about it a uh, possible future uh patreon level here oh man it's uh here we got right here uh from one of our listeners uh john and a romper playing romper eating chuck e cheese pizza this needs to exist <laughs> LOL. All right. So if somebody wants to fund that, I will do it. I'll make that promise right here, right now. If you want to give me like, I don't know, 75, how much, how much is a romper? I don't know. I've never bought a lot of something I mean, like that. You're paying for a whole outfit for one art, article of clothing. Remember that. And, and a Chuck E. Cheese pizza. It's a whole outfit. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. one thing. It's all of it together. And uh, good luck peeing. Yeah, maybe it comes with a Chuck E. Like, maybe there's a, like, showbiz romper. <laughs> the Chuck E. Cheese pizza has to be, like, $6 or something. That can't be that expensive. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's worth $6, at least. But yeah, we got we got some romper comments there. Well, one romper comment. But it is a pretty, it's a pretty amazing idea, so 
I think uh, maybe I could change like one of our goals to try to get to John and Romper. <laughs> maybe we just need Nintendo. <laughs> if main someone Romper's. wants to fund that, I will do. That should be a streaming thing for Nintendo Main for Twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast. We can put that on there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough about that. So, so uh, as we said in between episodes, there was an Indie World Direct. That happened actually happened this morning, which is pretty cool because I couldn't really think of an episode title and I was like, or a topic, and I'm like, oh hey, there you go, Nintendo comes through at the last minute. They always do, and brings the <laughs> brings the indie direct in there. So why don't we just run, just go straight into that at the beginning here? We will start with that. So I actually watched, uh, I wa- I've watched it three times now total. I watched it at about nine thirty this morning when I got up. I watched it and then I went back to sleep, <laughs> and then uh, and then I made some lunch and then I watched it again and then I watched the Japanese direct, which I think is much better than the English Direct, actually. I think they covered the games a lot better, even though it's in Japanese. But uh, And then I watched it again with Jeremy. And also I watched the... There was a Monster Hunter Direct that happened yesterday. Was it yesterday? I don't even remember what day it is. It was, maybe it was Tuesday. Anyway, the Monster Hunter Direct happened and I uh, made Jeremy watch it before we <laughs> before we started here. For the record, Tuesday was yesterday, as of the time of this record. Yeah, I don't know. Time is relative. I know, the Monster Hunter Direct was pretty was pretty simple like we can go through that like really quick uh i think the most interesting thing in there is it looks like you can change your weapons at will like you can have like two loadouts that you will that you'll equip and you can switch from one to another and i think that's really cool like if you wanted to like use like a great sword and a and a longbow or something like that or at least that's what i understand if anybody else if i said this wrong just you know hit me up on twitter or whatever and say that but it, it said that you could do two loadouts and you can switch between them at any time and they also fixed the thing or they're going to fix the thing that john that I remember John complained about when we played, is now you can directly run up walls instead of, like, shooting the wire bug and then running up walls. They changed that. Okay. Or they are going to change it when Sunbreak happens, to where now you can just directly run up a wall, and you don't have to kind of, like, jump up there and then run up a wall. So that's cool. And there's some other stuff, like, now when you, like, knock the monster down, you don't automatically get on top of it. You have you can, like, keep attacking it, and, and you have to hit a certain button to get on top of the monster, which we'll see how that works, because I kind of liked how I would automatically just jump on it, because I don't remember how to actually jump on the monster but there's that they put that in there there's some like new versions of the of the old monsters like bigger harder versions and all that there's a new like um there's a new like vampire style monster that has like kind of like a blood rot thing going or whatever it was where like uh it attacks you and you lose your blood and it like gains its life back and all i that hate stuff. to say it but it was really um it's kind of a blood rot thing, El- right Give me Elden Ring vibes because the blood status effect is one of the most important ones in the game. The bleeding effect. Yeah, no, I thought about I thought about the blood rot too when I saw it because yeah, it's it says like blood damage or whatever. And yeah, I don't. I'm I'm still excited. I I, I want to know how high you need to get into Monster Hunter Rise before you can play Sunbreak. That's what I want to know. But it's it's coming out at the end of June on the 30th. We already knew that. Uh, they're they're releasing a specific Pro controller, a Monster Hunter Sunbreak Pro controller. Even though they they already had a Monster Hunter Pro controller, now there's another one which. I I don't really care because I don't care about the Nintendo Pro Controller. I find these particular Pro Controllers to be very low effort. It's just like some sort of screen printed design on the standard. Yeah, it's got controller. like a silver. It's it's yeah. got that new. It's got that new dragon design on there. What's it? What's it called? Like a. It's the Sunbreak Mazerna or something like that. No, oh, no, the, the name new, of the new the new dragon. Do you remember? No, I don't remember. Anyway, there, there's a there's three new amiibo coming out that are around. There's like the you know there's like the Palico and the Palamute that are that look like the monster. I don't think I'll get one of those, even though the cat one kind of looks like uh, Lodo from Dragon Quest so I was like oh that looks cool but I definitely want the monster because I need to put it next to my uh, 
to my Rathalos and my Mag- Magnum Allo, and I'll have a whole team of monsters there. But yeah, it's uh, there's those are on there. There's different versions. Oh, uh, another thing is, uh, I guess there's a new thing you can do for single offline play, where you can take characters from the town to join you as a party to help you fight. So instead of just having your cat companion, you can actually have a person companion follow you. And there's different ones depending on what town you get them from. So you can kind of like build your own party. Like maybe if you don't like playing online, or or you can't find people who are good enough, you can recruit your own like CPU characters to to follow you around. That's on there. It's pretty cool. So. I think that's I think that's most of it, right? Yeah, that's I'm actually really interested in that because aside from that, I mean, they talked about like different, you know, you can buy a version of Rise that comes with Sunbreak, you know, and they talked about how if you have, you know, if you have the digital version or the or the physical version, you can play Sunbreak by itself, and the Sunbreak is still getting sold separately for forty dollars. And on top of that, and there's like a deluxe version that's like fifty, I think, that has a bunch of costumes and all that. I'm just getting the vanilla forty one. I don't need the I don't need that other stuff. But same. But I'm still planning on getting it because I'll know, get it. Monster Hunter put a good hundred hours into that last one and. Uh, if they're going with like a horror motif, like I said, the dragon's like supposed to be like a vampire, you know, I'm into that. And everything looks like red. They got like this redness to it. Kind of has like sort of this gothic thing going on. I, I think it looks cool. That gives me uh so, so I have two months to get to the, get to the right spot on these games. I need, so June is my Monster Hunter month. I got to get to where I need to get to on Sunbreak by the end of June. And then July, I got to play through Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And I also bought Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Torna Edition when they were offering the extra gold points for it when I was in, when I was in Wisconsin. So I got to play through both of those. And I'm pretty close on two. Like I put like 120 hours in two. So I got to be close to the end of that game because I already put a hundred some hours. So I got to finish that too before Xenoblade Chronicles 3 comes out. So that's what's going on with that. But I think that's it for the Monster Hunter Direct. Is there anything I forgot? You forgot that the people doing the presentation were very <laughs> joyless. Yeah, they, they did. They had something up with their uh, what, 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 whatever with whatever. their um, I mon- mean, it's monitor, probably... whatever whatever they were reading. Like it, the one guy looked like it was way above the camera, that's so he's just kind of yeah. like just looking. I up think the these whole are people that like... aren't normally in positions <laughs> of yeah, public speaking. I mean, not to say they aren't good at it, but they just they lacked some enthusiasm, which is fine. I mean, I think Monster Mo- Monster Hunter sells itself, so that's okay. But they'll be fine. I mean, it was kind of funny, especially watching with Jess and just being like, "What this? What this guy? Is she, what was she saying? Like, we need to get that guy a bowl of ice cream. He's, yeah, he, well, I want to see him yeah. smile. <laughs> yeah. I think she said, "Get him, a, get him, a, get him a gin, or get, get someone gin, to tickle gin, that guy's butt." So <laughs> laugh. Yeah, some gin and something with that. I mean, uh, there's been a lot of sales out. Like Nintendo got a whole lot of sales out. Uh, Capcom's got a lot of sales out there, and Monster Hunter sold a ton of they they made a lot of money off that so they're not they're not upset about people liking monster hunter because monster hunter rise got a pretty got a pretty huge fan base especially off of the switch fan base yeah i would be interested in what the they did sell pretty well how it's doing on pc oh yeah i don't know about that i well i know that i mean they did because they they got a million pretty quick because they i remember they gave you that they gave you that extra they gave you all those extra items in game for them selling a million like right off the bat Mm -hmm. like there was a little like free bonus dlc thing that you got where it's like hey thanks for buying it here's a bunch of shit you know so i think that's the only game where the demo can convince me not to buy it but i still ended up getting it because the demo was sold it badly their demos are always bad yeah like the demos are never good it's a monster hunters it's its own it's its own monster in its way you know you you have to if people have heard it so many times you got it you got to know how to do it you got to have somebody help you get through it like you got to like try it a bunch of times before it actually clicks for you it's like you know it's complicated but once you get it you get it the thing about you're at a party and everybody's playing this board game and they're all super excited about it. But you're like, I've never played this before. Yeah. And everybody just gets super excited to show you how to play it. I'm thinking of like, uh, what's that one? Uh, Code Catan. words. Catan. 
Code Words is a really good one that came out somewhat recently. That's a good game that people like to play. But like everybody who plays it will be like, oh, God, you got to like, you're going to love this game. It's great. Blah, 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 blah. And then everyone just starts kind of like explaining it all at once to you. And it can be a little overwhelming. Yeah, but then it's real confusing. By the end of, of it all, if you figure it out, especially if you win, you'd be like, hey, I get it. And I understand why you were all excited. And then you feel like part of the club. Sure. And that's the same thing that I feel with Monster Hunter. And I think I deliberately avoided being in the club for quite a while. I tried a few times. But then once I dropped that 60 bucks in the game, I was like, all right, I'm going to play it. Speaking of which, I think Monster Hunter Ultimate, if you want to play the older 3DS Monster Hunter Ultimate on Switch, I think it's selling for like $10 right now on the eShop if you want to jump into some old-ass Monster Hunter. Like, they got, they got that going for real Well, don't forget for about World on uh, PC I know, you, you bought and that PS4. Too. I was just saying, I think it's like eleven ninety nine or something like that. I, I almost bought it just to be like, I could try some of that old-ass Monster Hunter. Buy it again. I already had it for 3DS. I got Monster Hunter 4 and, and uh, Ultimate. Or no, was it Generations? No, I think it's Generations that's on there. Whatever. whatever Which one was Cross? Was that before or after that? That was on Wii. That was on DS. Are you talking about Wii. Try? Or Try, yeah. Well, Try was on 3DS and Wii and Wii U. It was on all of them. <laughs> and you could and you could and cross, actually, and you could cross the Try, Try. <laughs> yeah. Try, Try again. I had it for every version. Actually, I don't think I had it for 3DS, but I had it for Wii and Wii U, and I still didn't understand it. But it, it took a while. I just needed a gun. That's what I needed was a gun, and then I just played it like a third-person shooter. And that's what I got it, and that's what it, what got me into that. But that was Monster Hunter. I'm still excited for it. But we got it. We got a new Indie World presentation. Um, this one was kind of, I don't know. I felt like the presentation was kind of weird. I guess maybe we could talk about that later. But uh, I think sometimes these things are a little too peppy for me when I watch them. So like if I watch <laughs> this when I first wake up, kind of like Trey was talking, the energy of the of the uh, I consider them just voice actors, the oh, people yeah. that are narrating it. It's like, yeah. oh my god, dude! It's like I haven't had my coffee yet. They're punishment. Meet me where I'm at, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. But I also know, like, they're trying to appeal to the wider demographic, and uh, more more people want to hear enthusiasm than lack of enthusiasm, as we were just talking about with <laughs> like the Monster Hunter. One. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, I also go into these indie things with. Uh, I, I would say I go into it with with almost zero excitement because some of them to me i've gone through the whole thing and, and i'm just, there's not one of them that i'm that interested in but i'm you know yay for the developers supporting the needs and all that stuff so i go into it feeling like kind of nothing neutral this one actually surprised me with a couple of them there's a couple i think there was three or four that i starred that i was interested in getting so i'm looking forward to a few and also a thing to keep in mind when you go go into these indie presentation things is uh is it like a lot of these games never come out <laughs> like i'm just or like three years from now it'll just get shadow dropped and you'll be like oh yeah we saw something about that back in 2020 right. remember like skatebird seemed like a big deal at the time in that one indie direct and then it was just kind of yeah but that actually came out I, but i mean there's ones that was it like Minico's night world or whatever like that game never came out that, that was announced like five years ago mm-hmm. so i mean like a lot of these just like dis disappear forever. Like Metroid that's where it's kind of like, well, Metroid Prime Four isn't isn't indie, but there but there are a lot of indies on these that just like or like or what was it Silk Song like the sequel to fucking uh, whatever the fuck it's called uh, Hollow Knight Hollow Knight like that one. There was even like some new news about that, and I thought maybe somebody would say something, but that's still there's still nothing about that game. So it's like it's really hard. And and some of these were like I'm like yeah this game's awesome. I'm like yeah I'm into this, and then it's like 2023, and I'm like. No, what's the uh, one made by the people who made uh, Gato Roboto? Yeah, that's the one that I was talking about, but I, I don't want to get into any specifics yet. But yeah, it's kind of this is this is how I go into these. I'm like, you know, I'm always like, well, I'll try to get like something out of it. You know, if there's something that isn't too expensive, I'll try to buy one just to like play some of it. You know, I like the shadow drops and all that. And whenever there's a new game that comes out, I just ask myself when I'm watching it, I'm like, would I if this were released today, would I buy this? Like, am I interested enough that I would buy this if it came out right now? You know, that type of thing. And if feel like every game i was like i'm interested in this it's gonna come out now it's like no release date or like coming out 
sometime or summer or whatever, you know, like, or next year, you know, that was a lot of them. Actually, also, I felt like the stuff in the sizzle reel was better than the stuff they actually spent more time on. Like, I felt like the stuff on the end was great. Like, I was way more interested in that. And in the Japanese presentation, actually, they don't have a sizzle reel. Well, they do. They have a sizzle reel, but it shows you game all the games they've already talked about. So all the stuff that's in the sizzle reel, they actually put at the beginning of the presentation and they, like, stretch them out. And a couple of them are completely, are present, or like, they're presented completely different, like, from each other. Like which one of them, which John was interested in. It's like completely different on the Japanese eShop. Like they don't, it's, it would, if you didn't know, you'd think it was a completely different game. Like from, from what they were, from what they were showing you. So, so anyway, let, let's jump in and start talking about the games here. We've just been talking about the whole thing. So, Ooblets. Uh, Ooblets. It's a Jeremy style game is what I thought of just because it has farming and all that. It looks absolutely chaotic. But y- you can grow little animals and put, or whatever, bug snacks or whatever you call them, like bug animals and put. Yeah, they're a little bit like them. Pikmin or Pokemon. Yeah, they kind of follow you around in a huge group and you can dress each of them up individual. And I was reminded of the Sonic Chow Garden in Sonic yeah. Adventure 2. I can see that. The oh, characters sure, kind of yeah. look like that. I don't, I don't know if it plays like that, but both characters kind of look like those. Well, that fits into the chaos theme. Much more complicated, I think that one is than the sonic one but still it's like yeah i was just kind of like i don't know i was just like i don't know what to think about this game at so all. the first time i watched this direct earlier today for some reason my first thought about this and i've never had this thought about other games but for whatever reason the first thought i had when like just everybody there's just all these little animals everywhere in this town everyone just kind of like going about their business and it's like there must be so much shit all over the place oh dirt. <laughs> it's just like shoulder to shoulder little tiny animals walking everywhere like while they're just doing everything else like pooping on everything how do you how do you keep that clean do you hire some of them just to clean up their own excrement or how does that work they don't poop their, their poop is invisible and it disappears okay once, once it hits the ground it uh, evaporates away it's like it's, it's like a how, waste of good fertilizer it's like how in the pokemon world they can they eat meat but it's not actually pokemon it's like the same sort of magic it's good it's okay. going on there we're like you're eating a burger but it's not like a pokemon burger it's just it's an impossible this magical meat that's not it's meat but not the pokemon that you have fight each other or pokemon. Whatever. yeah they, they they talked about that where it's just like eh, you know it's, it's not the pokemon it's just it's just some other stuff don't worry about it don't see potato it. it's, fine. <laughs> it's fine it's not there it's, it's don't worry about it. it's meat but it's not that meat. yeah i don't know this one was just like okay whatever it does look like it's up my alley but also as what as much as i love games like this like they do tend to scare me at first when i look at them because it's like well am i going to get into that what it's gonna what's gonna take for me to actually get into it what kind of time am i gonna lose to that game and do i really want to play it but you know what i'll give it a chance if it comes out and it's affordable and i don't have anything else going on at the time which i really doubt that's just not a thing anymore there's always it's always something going on there's always games now yeah moving on yeah that one's just kind of like i don't know (laughs) <laughs> it kind of looked, it reminded me of uh, Summer of Mara, if you remember that game. That's what of, I thought initially. And it has the like, same oh, art. No. But that one's been out for a long time. Was. I was like, well, maybe it's DLC. Batora, Batora Lost Haven. Yeah, there was a lot of dungeon crawlers. Now it's kind of getting them mixed up in my head. This was the first dungeon crawler listed. Uh, it didn't interest me, really. Oh, yeah, this is the one that I kind of confused with the music, with like the music uh, multiplayer one that came in after this. I kind of thought they were the same game. Yeah, very much. It's very different. Yeah, but Batora. It's a twin stick shoot pretty much Batora Lost Haven yeah it's some sort of action RPG dungeon crawlery whatever 
<laughs> it's Comedy. another one. And and also, I mean, I'll talk about this later, but I but I've been reviewing I've been reviewing another indie game, you know, for Nintendo World Report, and I've kind of like I don't know this I'm, I'm kind of stuck in the middle of reviewing this game, and I'm not saying that it's bad. It's just kind of a little tired of playing it. So my mindset was not necessarily in the in the positive aspect of indies when I was coming into this. I was kind of kind of tired of indies, so I was like, uh. but there were still some that was like, okay, you know, I, I like that one. But I was kind of feeling a little like fatigued from uh from the review I was working on. So here's the thing though. I, I don't want to get fatigued by Indies cause well, I know you're actually doing an active review. I like, like, I like, indies I, 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 I don't like find being fatigued by triple a games. Cause that's really where we were. Sure. Yeah. Even I mean, just like, a few years ago. I like indie games and I like the game that I'm reviewing. I've just been only playing it because I'm trying to get through it and finish the review. And I got a little fatigued from, oh. from doing that. And plus it's a hard ass game, but I'll talk about that later. But yeah. Vittoria Lost Haven dungeon crawler. That looks like another game that's on there. But the first game that uh, actually piqued my interest was a which kind of looked like, looked like a fun little, uh, you know, Mega Man ish looking like um, 2D puzzle platform. Looks a little bit like VVVVVV. It also reminds me of what's that one? Uh, Box Boy kind of reminds uh-huh. me of those type games, like with the simple. Oh, yeah. Well, Box Boy, you did you do the thing the thing where you separate your boxes to like solve challenges, and you do the same thing with this, where you take your elect head and throw it at stuff. And I don't know, it looked like the kind of game I could jam with. The music sounded good too, and some of the music sounded very much like Mega Man music and all that stuff. What's great about this Made game? By one guy too. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, made by one, it's a one-person studio, and they began it when they were very young. Yeah, and it's still they're still really young, but uh, it kind of reminds me a little bit of a uh, our friend. Uh, he goes by Crate, but Holmes. There we go. Holmes, the Holmes yeah, we yeah, on I the show, Circuit Dude. It kind of reminds Circuit me a little bit of that, yep. just maybe more in a spiritual sense than gameplay. But you're kind of taking an element of it's sort of like a design element in a sense of you know we we're creating circuits, we're creating. A bunch of yeses and nos when we're programming that create ultimately create a game at the end, and that's kind of you see this is like displayed in a more physical way that the character itself has is affecting the world as it touches it and creating these circuits, and you sort of have to kind of wrap your head around how that's going to function. So yeah, I, I think this game looks really cool. Yeah, it's kind of like a it's like a platformer mixed with like a, I don't know like a, like exper- a experimental a, uh, type thing. And there's like hidden rooms and stuff, so you gotta love hidden rooms. Yeah, I, I thought it looked cool. I was like, that was the first one that was like, oh, no, I, I'd, I'd get that one. But it's like, I think it was like summer 2022 or something for mm-hmm. the release date. But that, that was one where I, mean, I was like, almost there. I was like, yeah, we should be there now, right? <laughs> but, when, but that was one where I was like, I'd buy that if it came out. And it's like, not yet. And I was like, well, and you know, we have to take all these like with a grain of salt. Like it may not even come out this year. Like I said, Maniko's uh, Fantasy Garden or whatever that one was never came out. So, mm. or what was it? Um. I know it came out, but that weird, the weird third person one where you, where you like, uh, where you get huge from shooting each other. Oh, um, uh, Morphe's Law. Like that took forever to come mm-hmm. out too. I actually own that, that game. And that was supposed to be like an, a month after it was shown. And you know, it, 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 you got to take all these like, well, maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. But this next one, Soundfall, a rhythm based dungeon crawler. It actually came out today. So, so, oh, there, okay. so there you go. So that one does actually really stay. This, this was one where I like, I would give it a try if maybe it was like free to play or something. I know like, you know, spend money for developers and all that. And I think it ended up being like $25 or something like that, like when it came out. But it was too high for me just to just kind of like, just throw something at it to be like, oh, maybe, you know. It and does it, appear as though they released it on all platforms today. It wasn't just the Switch. Like, it wasn't something that was already on Steam. Like, they did a simultaneous release of it all. Well, that's good. That's a good thing. I mean, I'm a sucker for rhythm games, so. Yeah, it seems, uh, 
it seems simultaneous release. Well, you you already said that. <laughs> I was gonna say it's 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 heavily multiplayer. So you want if it's all out at the same time and, hope, and hopefully it's hopefully it's crossplay. Well, you you said it was released on everything at the same time. So mm-hmm. I thought I was hoping maybe it was crossplay, but I don't know for a fact on that. Yeah, it's like thirty dollars full full price. It's kind of like weird too that the it's on it's sale called, right now. The for world 25. is called Symphonia. It's like I it like tales. Makes me think of the tales game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like tales of Symphonia. <laughs> little ripoff, baby. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Symphony is a word that anyone can use, I suppose. Maybe they're fans. I mean, it's it's. I, I wish they had a demo or something. Maybe not necessarily free to play, yeah. but let me let me like play it in a way and just uh, be able to play it multiplayer, like get a feel for it, you know? Because I thought it might be kind of cool, but I didn't want to throw like demo, 30, 30 bucks on it at it for not really, you know. These anime style cutscenes are happening in the game a lot, you know. In a lot of these I, games, I think yeah. that. So I think we have a game like this where the concept seems unique. It's it's almost necessary to have a demo because you if you're venturing out there to try this new thing and you want to charge thirty dollars or whatever, yeah, you would benefit from having a demo. And even Cadence of Hyrule, which I think this game kind of looks like, uh, that had a demo. Well, I mean, the, the movement, the movement on Cadence, the Cadence of Hyrule is much different. Like this is more like shooting. Like shooting your gun at the right time oh, right. with the tempo, because the thing about Kings of Hyrule is where you you jump from spot to spot to spot, and that's why I couldn't get into it. Same with Crypt of the Necro Necrodancer. This is more about shooting and attacking people in the rhythm instead of like moving in the rhythm. So that's so that's kind of interesting, but yeah. That came out today. We can move on from that. I think Wild Frost had the uh, most interesting <laughs> genre description. It's a tactical roguelike deck builder. I thought you were going to say that was the least involvement of interest for many of us. It's a, well, I you know I have that like I have that instinct when I see a card game where I'm like, mm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me too. If I well, want to play a card game, I'll well, play a card game. I don't want to well, play a card game. Well, well, on this one, there is a card game coming up later. That is fucking, which is like on fire. That, game, that game's badass. But this one, I uh, was like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, roguelike, deck builder, tactical. I'm like, mm, not really, <laughs> not really my thing. But it, there's but it, a lot of descriptors there that are not piquing my interest. I will say that. And I do like a good, you know, Bite and Kaidos was great. Yeah, but but that was but that still like was like a RPG. Like you mm. can move around, and there was a big story. And I don't know, it might be a great game. I just I, I have a hard time getting into card games like this specifically. So I'm like, eh, whatever. And it doesn't even, yeah, that's holiday 2022. I've so still been playing a little knows? bit of uh, Slay the Spire here and there. You know, that's a card game I can kind of dig. But and it's also a roguelike, so I guess it's not tactical. <laughs> I got that game. Also, and you can't I build your deck. It. It's all random. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's yeah, I can. I couldn't wrap my head around that one either. I don't know, but I didn't play it a whole Well, lot. it's not random. You unlock new cards, but it's random whether or not they'll be dealt to you. Oh, sure. You're yeah. getting a round. Yeah. This is the one that John was into. Yeah, I'm, I'm into this. Uh, in fact, I almost got this on Steam a couple times. It's totally accurate. Battle Simulator. I think that's very cool that that's coming to Switch finally. Swedish game. Um, so so this is this is the one that was portrayed completely different on the Japanese on the Japanese Direct. Because oh. like this one is like, look, they're wobbling. Look at them. They're crazy. They're falling all over the place. Oh my Do God. The wobble. They're so funny. Look at them. Their, their legs are all over. They're just falling down and it's funny. And, but the, the, the Japanese one made it look like a Fire Emblem game. It's like, okay. Really? You put you put your characters here, and then you put a dragon back here, and you go it against this big giant and see if they fight each other. And it looks like a, it looks like a tactical tactical like turn based strategy game. Like they look like completely different games. Like between the two different directs, and the Japanese one is obviously like we don't give a shit about wobble. Here's like the tactical like actual game part of the game that isn't just like let's show this, throw these jelly guys at each other and laugh at it. It, it just it it made it look like they're uh, the way they thought of Americans was that our intelligence level was like at about negative two. <laughs> 
<laughs> and the and, the, and for the Japanese, they're like, we got to make this look like you actually have to be smart to play it. You know, we're not just going to make it dumb. But the, the American one's like, here's some dumb guys. I'm throwing each other. I don't know. I was much more intrigued by the Japanese version. See, I, I am curious because they, the developers said they were trying to make it, or who, who, whoever was speaking for them, at least in the presentation, said it was to kind of remind you of playing with your dolls or act, yeah. act figures when you were a kid. I don't know right. if they approached it that way, the Japanese director. They're like, no, I mean, I actually this did. This one, it's all about being like Fire Emblem. Well, I mean, I did kind of think about that when I was watching the Japanese direct because it's like, it's like, all right, so I have this big, like, giant figure that's like way bigger than all my other little small figures. So you have this big giant figure that goes up against like 10 small figures. Like how long is this giant going to last against this like army of little figures? So like, I felt like they did kind of explain that better than the American one did because it was taking in, you know, it's like, let's say you, and my, I got toys all over the place, but like, say you take like a giant toy and a tiny toy and it's like, let's realistically try to put them, put them together. I was going to try to grab some of my toys over here, but they're, I don't want to do it. They're too Toys all over the place. They're they're going to fall. But yeah, that's, that's what I thought from, but I, and it's kind of funny too. It's like, all right, we'll take like six army guys and then, and then like, oh my God, there's a dinosaur behind them. What the fuck's with that? Like you can, <laughs> it was in Japanese, but you could kind of tell they were trying to be like, oh, what's that? What's that over there? What if every time you left your house, your toys came to life and had adventures? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, the Japanese version have actually sold it better than the American one. Cause I was like, I was watching and I'm like, I do not understand this wobbly shit at all. I just, I, I I just don't get it. Prototypical American then, because I've, no, I, I, I know you. I know you. I know you like it. We love like janky physics over here physics. in the U.S. of A. Well, I mean, yeah. it's well, look, yeah, like look at Fall Guys and like uh, Octodad yep. and like all these in like Human Fall Flat and all these games that like What's people the beast? love. There's one but Beasts. I can't remember, but it's similar. Oh yeah, that was that was on the Japanese direct also because I think it just came out on the Japanese eShop. I know what you're talking about Gang Beasts. Gang Beasts. Yeah, it's on. It's on my notes. And then yeah. Fall Guys yep. is very wobbly. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's big over here, but it was. Uh, and I just I don't get it. I don't like. <laughs> I don't like games where the controls don't do what i expect the controls to do like i don't want i don't like the whole like slippery movement where like you try to hit a button and your character doesn't do what they're supposed to do Anymore, I, just, I, I just don't, I just like don't this, get it for that i kind of wonder if they just are like uh this was an accident when they were trying to understand their physics engine and they're like well it's kind of funny let's yeah. just keep it in there seems like it. yeah i just don't i don't understand the appeal of it but that but that's me and, I, and i'm a small percentage because like i said people love it i feel like that, a lot, a lot of people buy it little big planet was the first game i remember where you know, and i didn't like the really controls on it wobbly. either because it was all fucking floaty and it didn't feel yeah, right <laughs> like the, the, the jumps had like a real world weight feel to them which was very strange at the time compared to like super mario brothers it had shitty controls i thought like even compared to the new super mario brothers games that's why i had a hard time getting into it because didn't control quite right i guess but it wasn't as bad as like the floppy ragdoll physic whatever thing that you see yeah like in trials yeah i don't know i didn't, I didn't play trials but yeah that, i mean i was just kind of like uh this one isn't for me but it's just it was really funny to see the different ways that it was that they were compared to each I other i mean they even leaned into it by giving it that name like the simulator once you give it a simulator name then you're oh, like, kind of like go simulator it to yeah be yeah deer simulator yeah. that you're fighting against the inaccurate physics and that's part of the game or like let them die or whatever that game was that you got that one was on was on sale too which one the one that you got by the goat simulator guys like die already or something like oh, that. About the old people oh yeah just die already yeah that one's very good yeah that one that one was on sale too i saw yeah that one uh that's summer 2022 which is now also so see what that one 
comes out to be. I, I'll really be interested to uh, to see that. But the next one, this was the one. This was the game of the show for me, I guess. Uh, Gunbrella, which I put in the notes, Penguin Simulator. <laughs> Not to be confused with trying to play as an actual animal penguin simulator. I'm talking about Penguin the Villain Simulator. Because you've got an umbrella with a gun in it. Dan- and Danny you, and you use simulator. It, and you use it to block people and shoot people. I'm talking about Burgess Meredith Penguin Simulator. That's the first thing I thought when I saw it. I was like, yeah. Or even, here we go. Danny DeVito Penguin Simulator. Oh, yeah. And his trademark car he was always driving around. I remember that car. <laughs> but no, I, it, I saw, and this and this was coming from the people who did uh, Gato Roboto, which was an awesome game. And Gato, really good game. And Gato Roboto kind of looked like a Game Boy game. You know, it was like a, it was it was very much like a mono, like a mono color. It had like a like, Save Me, Mister Taco, similar. Yeah, but but this what I'm saying, but this one has like more colors and it looks really cool. And this one actually kind of gave me a little bit of um, Katana Zero vibes, I guess, kind of with the art style. A little bit. The main character kind of gave me a little bit of a uh, John from um, Eastward. Eastward, sure. Yeah, yeah, I saw that a little bit. That kind of mustachioed, kind of grizzled looking man as your voiceless protagonist. But I I was really excited to buy this one. I was like, I'll buy this one. I'll buy it right now. And then it's like 2023, and I'm like. <laughs> like we'll see if that comes out highly interested uh gato roboto was on my top 10 that year like gato roboto was fun it was a lot of fun it was it, a great game it was, re- it was it really was just cheap a- it wasn't long but it was uh, all the time that you had with it was great it was a delicious little snack it was kind of like a in, in a way it was a bit like a bowser's fury not at all the same gameplay at all but no. it's just like a tasty little snack that you just felt nice after you ate it also if i remember correctly gato roboto kind of had like an open-ended ending it had like a cliffhanger at the end so i always kind of hoped they would add it add stuff to it like some sort of dlc but they never did like it doesn't really end it kind of has like and 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 uh katana zero does the same thing where it's just kind of like there could be more stuff but they just kind of left it there there's like a room you can go to but there's nothing in it it's like okay so i'm always hoping they'll add to that game because it's really fun but it was cheap i think it's like eight bucks or something like that but this game gunbrella looked pretty fucking cool pretty gunbrella cool i heard rihanna's doing the soundtrack so it should be <laughs> i don't really, i don't i don't even know what that'll sound sound like if it's all chip tunes who would even know the difference i sure wouldn't oh coming up next is uh yeah, speaking of soundtracks music we are ofk this game looks cool does that mean like we're, we're okay but we're fucking okay is that what okay i think means? so oh fucking k yeah i don't know i don't, this this game was not for me <laughs> but uh, other it's like you want to live in la being a part of a band i'm like no no okay next game so it's selling it like um, so it's selling it like OFK is a real band. So I don't know if that's true or if they say OFK is a band, kind of like Anamanaguchi. Like yeah, a yeah. I asked that. Asked that to Jeremy. Band. I was like, because uh, when we were watching it again, I was like, I feel like I feel like they're kind of presenting it like we should know who OFK is, or like maybe we're excited that the OFK music is in there. But is that not a band? Is it just like how it's, they're they're, the they're positioning it as like. Like gorillas, but in a video game. And it kind of, I like kind of got that too, which I, you guys probably band, know. Yeah. You guys probably know what a VTuber is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like uh, streamers, but they're not real. Right, they use like filters to. Well, don't, aren't they like C? They have like CG versions of themselves exactly. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, right. That's kind of the impression I was getting here because you got the real world world person who I take it as one of the developers talking to mm-hmm. a member of the band who is a obviously a video game character, and they're speaking to each other as though they've hung out in the real world and they've met up before and stuff. And what is the uh, the singer asks? Can I get some opinions on tour outfits? You know, just something real cheesy like that. But yeah, I'm interested in this. I mean, I I find the weekly content to be extremely ambitious like yeah. i'm like what is oh, yeah. what's that all about like for two stuff. weeks was that inspired yeah. by playdate <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I was wondering about that. Is it because this one I thought might come out today, but it didn't. But I, but I thought it, but I thought it would be like, oh, so are we gonna are we gonna buy like one episode for a couple dollars and then get another one later, or is it, or is it gonna be like, I mean. I wouldn't think that they would sell it to you as a package and then you get it all later. Or maybe you could buy it like that. I don't know. I would expect it to be kind of piecemeal. Like maybe like here's eight bucks. Like here's a here's the first episode and a couple well, of I'm weeks thinking, we'll sell you another $8 or something. Like I just said a second ago, I'm thinking maybe a, a Playdate type inspiration where, yeah, you buy it and then you get pleasantly surprised by new content every week where for however long. You're like It also kind of would make you keep playing the game. Otherwise, you'd kind of get scared of getting behind. But I think ultimately yeah. it's, I'm kind of just getting a visual novel vibe from this oh sure yeah definitely and you can what you can text you can text back and forth with your bandmates and like memes yeah send memes and okay like lyrics and whatever Mm -hmm. shit like that i think also part of the weekly release strategy is just the same reason that tv shows like like certain streaming networks went against the whole released everything at once mm-hmm. uh, strategy. So keep it in the conversation for longer. Keep the conversation going, yeah, yeah, which is an interesting idea for a video game that we'll all be talking about this story that we're playing through for a couple of weeks. That's cool. They're obviously hoping for like a community to build around it and to kind of right. like maybe even provide input if there's stuff that isn't developed yet, which I don't know. I mean, depending on how far out they're planning on releasing content for this. You would think a lot of it would be done ahead of time, but maybe they're going to actually take feedback and creating like new stuff. Because supposedly, well, we didn't talk about it, but on Totally Accurate Battle Simulator, I guess fan feedback was a big part of how that game turned out. So maybe we'll see the same thing oh. with OFK. Like like Square, like the Square Enix stuff with yeah. uh, with like Bravely Default and whatnot. Yeah, no, as far as like... Uh, when you, when we were talking about like you know paying a whole thing about it and getting stuff added later, I'm like, oh, you mean the Nintendo way? You mean the Nintendo Switch way? Because mm-hmm. that's that's how Nintendo does things now. It seems like I mean they've been doing that since Splatoon one. I think even that was a Wii U thing. Even you know, and even Mario Maker one did it, where it's like you're gonna pay for the whole game and we're gonna add stuff later, and you're gonna and eventually towards the end it'll be a full game. You know, they they've done that with like Mario Tennis, Mario Golf, uh, Switch Sports, like everything has been doing that. Splatoon two did that also, where they added stuff later. I'm sure Splatoon three is going to do the same thing. So it's kind of become it's become a new Nintendo thing, where it's like we'll we'll ship it as it is, and we'll keep adding stuff to it. Which you know what? I mean, I put like a hundred hours into Mario Golf, so I can't really be one to complain because their little drop feed of extra stuff keeps me coming back to play it they do the same thing with tetris 99 so maybe it's not necessarily a bad thing like you're saying it keeps it in the conversation longer at least it keeps it in my regularly played games longer you know so so yeah this uh, next game made me think of the tv show doug because my favorite episode of that show was when he everyone was getting the super pretendo entertainment system Mm -hmm. and it just came out the same week that he had to do his report and his report was on silt which is the name of this game oh so Deep cut. My deep cut. Deep yeah, cut. and my brain went video games silt. It went all the way back to 1992 in that episode of Doug. <laughs> <laughs> silt presumably has nothing to do with that episode of Doug. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to be like this. Reminds me of that episode of Doug that was all uh, swimming, monochrome, two dimensional. It was all black and white swimming, and they recorded all of it with a with an aquarium that they bought. I actually thought that was pretty cool. They're like, our sound designer even bought an aquarium to record the sounds with, and yeah. I'm like. Okay, I mean, yeah, I can get behind that. That's cool. I, that I artist pre- definitely had the look of the kind of guy that's drawing weird stuff late into the night. You know, like. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate the dedication on the sound recording on that. You know, I like that. That's all right. I, I mean, it it kind of reminded me of Absu a little bit, which is a game I really liked, a swimming game, which was like much more colorful, but in 3D. But and you mentioned it also in the notes, like has a little bit of limbo in there, like some, some a lot of like limbo. Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, I love I love games. I love swimming games. So I was definitely. 
Maybe even a bit of a... Uh, I'm definitely intrigued by this. Even a little bit of um, Subnautica. Sure, yeah. Hopefully we won't, there's get, a, won't there's get lost some, like, as much. There's some sort of like rune-based magical stuff happening in here that's really cool too. Like, Well, you're actually literally possessing sea creatures, so that probably creates some interesting oh, that's, puzzle that's cool. solutions. Yeah, that's like an extra mechanic on there. And maybe the enemies that are trying to kill you, you can possess. That'd be fun. I don't, I've never played a game like that before, except for Mario Odyssey and a bunch of other ones. <laughs> yeah and kirby and whatever mm-hmm. else yeah, you, you can uh, possess uh, hammerhead sharks and break through shit so that's cool and even giant sharks as we're as we're seeing right here apparently sharks very teethy sharks important in this lots of lots of but yeah a lot of like weird runes and stuff that are flashing on the screen and being playing the game i've been playing that you guys know about like i see runes everywhere i feel like runes are all over the place spiral circus the the icon of their company looks like something straight out of twin peaks so i'm into that <laughs> looks yeah, it's like, like looks a, like it's from the black lodge the all-seeing eye with antlers yeah twin peaks that's coming out in uh, June 2022, which is soon. That's next month. So we'll see if that actually happens. This one I thought John would actually be into, the next one, uh, Mini Mortarways. Yeah. Because it kind of reminds me of that. that Flow. Was it Flow? What was that Urban game? Urban Flow. Urban Flow, yeah. Urban Flow, which is still a really good game. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's a similar idea, except for this one, you're... You're like building the roadways to manage the traffic, you're not you know. In uh, Urban Flow, you're you're managing the stoplights. I could get into this if it's the right price. It just didn't jump out at me because I was kind of like, well, I already have a game that's a lot like this. Yeah. So we'll we'll see if it's if it's like five dollars or something cheap like Urban Flow was. Maybe I'll pick that up and yeah. maybe I'll just be the dedicated traffic gaming guy. <laughs> be my little corner of the show. This this one did come out today, and it is not five dollars. It came out for fourteen. No, what is it? it came out for fourteen ninety nine, which I don't know how long the game is. That that was probably a little higher than oh. I expected. But I mean, who knows what it actually comes out for? But it did come out today at fourteen ninety nine. So I'm like, mm. I mean, I I had a hard time getting into the flow game, so I just kind of skipped on that one. Oh, I didn't know you got that one. Not really flowing for you. I got it. I mean, it's like two dollars. <laughs> I mean, how can you resist? Yeah, it didn't flow. It didn't quite flow for me. I tried playing it as a podcast game, but I was having a hard time getting into it. Try it as a party game. It's fun with a couple people. Maybe play with Jess. Got to put it in my party folder. I don't even remember. What was that game that we played? That was pretty fun, but then I already forgot what it was called. But it was like a game where you were building on the island, and then once you did a certain thing, you oh, went yeah, to that, a bigger island. That game was great. <laughs> I forgot yeah, what it was it was great, called. Wasn't was it called it was Islands? Yeah, it was called Islands. You're right, Something John. like that. Was it, <laughs> it called, was I- called Islands? Was yeah. it called Islands? I yeah, thought it, it was. was. Yeah, whatever. And yeah, that game was great. And it this was re- game gave me a little bit of that vibe. It was really, it was really cheap too. And then SimCity, of course. Like I, I'm always going to think when you're like creating roads and cars are going. I'm going to think SimCity. It's impossible for me, but sure. Mini motorways. Can you put roundabouts? Then I'm sold. Next, we got Wayward Strand. Yeah, it was called. Uh, Islanders, right? Or no? Yeah, no, no. It's called yeah, it's called Islanders Council Edition. So yeah, that was a fun game. Anyway, uh, moving on. Oh yeah, Wayward Strand, the only hospital in. We the- got Wayward just before Wayward Strand. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the only hospital that's in the air. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure I've seen other hospitals in the air. I'm sure there were some of those in Final Fantasy VIII because a lot of things floated in that game. But yeah, I mean, this is like, uh, I don't know. Point and click adventure. Not for me. It's <laughs> the, the real time aspect kind of interested me. I'm not interested enough to buy this game, but I want to see how you do a point and click adventure in real time. Like how real. T- so you're in a hospital. So how real time? Like can yeah. patients die if you don't like click on things quick enough? Like well, it's saying that all the, yeah, all the stories are occurring simultaneously in yeah. real time. So. See, that sounds like some super it encourages multiple maybe playthroughs I, maybe i don't want to deal with yet but i don't know <laughs> and you know once again first thought <laughs> watching this i was like man I, I hate going to hospitals i don't want to pay i don't want to pay to play a game where i'm going to a hospital and hanging out with people like but what if you went to but a it's also a reminder hospital. that i'm a shitty person and i don't visit my 
people in the hospitals <laughs> enough. Well, I mean, right now it's, I mean, right with now, COVID, yeah. I mean, hospitals were already a bed of disease. Like, it's even worse now. It's just... So. At least, well, I mean, people were wearing masks there before. I'm sure and I'm not unique in having had a lot of bad experiences in hospitals, so I don't know. I just not a place I like to go, and it's like, oh, here's a game where you go and visit people that are sick. Work, I mean, it could be heartwarming, but... Work for Two Point Hospital. People like that game, the Sega one. Or uh, what was the uh, trauma? Oh, I love trauma. <laughs> the trauma center. Trauma Those center, games yeah. were great. But you were doing surgeries. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're, you're doing. Real you weren't t- hanging out. With you're people doing real time surgeries. And I don't know how far you played into those, but once you get to the spider boss, when there's a giant spider in somebody's heart, <laughs> so fucking hard. I could never beat it. It was yeah. so ridiculous. Those games are really. It's basically a spider that was like spinning webs in somebody's heart, and I'm like, this is not real. I hope not. It. Otherwise, we're all. It's so, it's so difficult, but yeah, I love I loved those games. Those trauma. Center games were so much fun. Yeah, Wayward Strand. It's a, it's a stranding game. It's, it's a strand a de- type. It's a, death, it's a death stranding. It's a stranding type game. Uh, Donkey this will be review, uh, reviewing the show. Kojima's that. blessing. Yeah. Uh, Cult of the Lamb. I really wasn't sure exactly what this one was, but uh, another dungeon crawler. You'd seen it from this another in, uh, direct. Yeah, a couple months ago, it was in one. Yeah, I don't. I, I was. Uh, yeah, I was kind of like. Um, yeah, I don't really know what's happening. In this this is like if Lamb of God and Blue Oyster Cult formed a super super group. I mean, that'd be a cool group, though. I like I like both those bands. Being into that, I, I thought when it when it said like the I, I thought it was like some sort of weird like cult group and they're like going to sacrifice the lamb but the lamb comes to life and gets to fight back against the cult that's that's what cool. i want that's what i want to play i don't know if that's actually what the game is but that's what my mind went to when i was watching it you become the sacrifice and you're like i want to live and then you can and then you get to kill off all the it is all devolver the, all the so ridiculous uh, yeah, religious people say. involved with it that's what i want to do the uh the next one uh another crab's treasure a shells like game. I actually, <laughs> I actually thought this game looked cool. Like aside from all the, uh, I will give the the pre- presenters they. Uh, I'll give them some kudos here for actually seeing like they care. You like you like some of their dumb uh, puns. That I just were in like there. that they care about the shit they're making. Yeah, that makes mm-hmm. me more want to play it. Like really, come on guys, you got, you got some, show some enthusiasm. There we go. As far as the art, as the art is concerned, like the way it looks and like the graphics and all that, I thought it looked pretty cool. I was like, yeah, you know, I, I could try this. I very much appreciate. Appreciated the reference to the uh, hitting it sweet point for massive damage. Yeah, flip you know? flip the crab yeah. for massive damage. That's in there, of course. And and they're like, oh, we wanted to make it more presentable, but pe- for people. But when they're like, but what if you lose your shell and then you get one hit once and you die, or like there's a one percent tripping chance and like all this other stuff in there. <laughs> so is this um is this the same developers that made the battle crabs game, or was it is this just kind of coincidental that they were? I don't know what is the crab the battle crab they fight they, crab was that game right? Mm-hmm. They mentioned they mentioned another crab game that they did, but I'm not sure which one it was. I mean, I mean, their company is called Agro Crab, so they must have done. Let's see. It says that they did Going Under, which is on Switch. That one's on sale now, actually. Uh-huh. That that actually kind of reminded oh, okay. me of a sort of I like a Say No More or whatever the game that John liked. It kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, it's like well, it's like isn't it like a similar like fuck your job type of thing? Like go go against the man type of thing. Yeah, but Going Under that one's a uh, another. It's like post apocalyptic post apocalyptic tech. Explore the cursed ruins of, of <laughs> failed of failed tech startups in this dystopian <laughs> dungeon crawler. Another dungeon crawler. As an unpaid intern in the dystopian city of Neo Cascadia. That's why I thought of uh, of the say no more because uh It's like Silicon Valley in the because of being an, an, an unpaid intern, you know, mm-hmm. you know, rebelling against your job and all that stuff. That's that's what reminded me of it. So, but yeah, that's and there's another one called Subway Midnight, which I don't think is on Switch. Cause okay, so they aren't the ones who made that game in particular, but they still did lean into the crabs. And crabs are pretty important. I mean, they're everywhere. They're delicious. I they like, like occur crab. in almost all biomes, and maybe all biomes. I like to eat crabs. 
So I'm into that. I don't know. I, th- I thought it looked good, you know, as far as graphics graphics go. I thought, it, I thought it looked neat. So, so yeah. And that was like the that's like the last like full full one, right? Yeah. Then neat. we got the montage. Yeah. We need, now we get to the montage, which I thought was the was more was a lot more interesting for me than the other thing. One shot world machine edition. I don't think it's I don't think it's a dungeon crawler. I think it's more of a point and click. But this was actually the one that the Japanese direct led with. This was the very first game that they showed. On the yep. Japanese one. And you're basically like, you're kind of like hacking a computer program. Like you you look through a readme file and you have to find like a, you have to find a specific like code to unlock a video, to unlock a computer program and all this stuff. So it kind of reminds yeah. me of that. Do you remember that really weird game that came out that was like based around like 90s websites? It kind of reminds me of that. No, no, what? Way later than that, like way newer than that. It just came out recently. Pony Island? No, no, newer than that even. It's only been like I feel like it just came out this year. It's a Switch game, but it's a there was a full demo of it. I tried playing and I couldn't figure out what to do. But it's yeah, it's based around '90s websites, and you just click on stuff and you try to find like news stories and stuff like that. And it's really weird. It's super bizarre, but I, I can't remember what it's called. I'll find it later when I'm editing this. But it kind of reminded me of that game, and it looked kind of cool. I liked I liked the way the I liked the way the characters looked and all that stuff on here. So I was like, yeah, that looks neat. And I felt like I don't understand why they didn't spend as much time with it as they did in the Japanese one. Like the Japanese one, like like I said, they led with it. So and also the, there were a lot more release dates in there, like of, of the stuff that they showed, and even stuff that was announced before they actually gave release dates to. So I was like, what the fuck? So oh, actually no, it was um, Aleckhead was first. And then one shot was third, but they did. And it was Gang Beast was the one that you're thinking about. Because that one just happened in the Japanese eShop also. And Don't Starve Together, that was another one that didn't come out yet that was on there. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I might be into this if I can understand how to play it. So, But what's what's the one after that? You actually got the next one, Gibbon oh, yeah. Beyond the Trees. <laughs> yeah, that's that was my nickname earlier when I said the true King of Swing. Because uh, Gibbon Beyond the Trees kind of reminds me of what DK King of Swing would be if it was good. I don't know. I never really played it. You got it, right? Didn't you have? I thought you no, I didn't get it. But given the uh, description you gave me, I figured. No, 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 not given. Uh, I thought you. Got, <laughs> I thought I thought you got King of Swing. Do I do have King of Swing on? That's what uh, I was talking about on the three or on the Wii U. Yeah, um, eShop. Because King of Swing, King don't of Swing you? Is like you hold like left to like swing a certain way, and you hold yeah. right to swing a certain way. Mm. That's basically how this game works, and it's a really cool like free flowing adventure thing. Like you basically hold R to like to swing from stuff. And then you let go of R to jump, and then you hit it again to swing again. And you hold let, and you hold L to like run, and you can push different directions on the on the digital pad to do moves and stuff. And it starts off like this very like incredibly like zen experience where it's like you're like you're like running through the trees with your ape pal and your kid and all that, and all of a sudden poachers show up, and your fucking wife's dead, and your kid's gone, and everything's on fire, and all of a sudden it gets really fucking real. Not to spoil it, but Jeez. I was about ready to cry after I played it earlier today because every, everything goes to hell. Like, it's it's one of those games that's, like, really, really pretty, and then all of a sudden shit gets fucked. And it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, man, men destroyed everything. Here we go. Humanity oh, fucking I'm reading killed right you now. and These your family. These are the same monkeys that were in that level of Lion King. <laughs> no, I, I love <laughs> So I actually feel like they deserve that. No. I actually, I really liked the game a lot, and I was like, "Oh, this is so cool!" This reminds me of like what I thought like Ali Ali should be like if it was you know if you could get into it like with this like free throw free flowing like jumping from one thing to another almost kind of reminded me of like Tony Jungle Hawk King? and Jungle King reminded me of like well yeah, <laughs> kind, kind of I guess but Jungle King was never that good but it also kind of reminded me of Deadly Creatures the Wii game yeah. Because, well, in Deadly Creatures, you know, you're running around on the bottom while all this other crazy shit's happening behind you. That's kind of the same as this game. 
Like you're swinging through shit, but all the shit is happening. And all of a sudden it comes to you. And yeah, I spoiled it. But you should still play it. It's on sale for 10 bucks. But I don't know. I, I wanted to try to play through the whole thing today. And I got to like level eight. And I, and I think maybe there's 10 stages total or something. I don't know. But I was having a great time with it. And it, and it got it got real really quickly. It was all of a sudden your shit is fucked. But yeah, no, this game was awesome. They should they really should have. Uh, I don't understand why they don't. I feel like they should feature the out today stuff. You know, they should give more time for those for the stuff that's dropping today instead of just showing like a few seconds of the game. Like and because they, they should have an out today section. Every game that's yeah. out today here, we're gonna just. Put them all. I guess they want to pepper it with surprises and whatever, but that doesn't make sense if you're going to throw it at the end and it's just a blip and you barely see it. The only thing I can think of maybe that they're not like that is possibly like release dates aren't always fully locked in when they're putting these together. Because I mean, these take probably take a little while to put together. You got to edit them and get all the footage. It does. It does say it like on the titles though for the games. It says like, hey. Yeah, coming out today. So I mean, it is edited into the video. I'm, I'm just I, for like these. That is what these directs mean to me mostly. Is like you know, especially the indies one. I don't really care that much about new announcements because, like I said, a lot of these like fall by the wayside and they don't really come out ever or much later. I want to know about what's dropping today. Like that's what I want. I'm like what what do I got right now? Like what is something really cool that I never thought of that you're just gonna throw at me right now? That's like fifteen bucks. You know, that's what that's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And that's what uh that's what Gibbons was, and I just felt like it it deserved more time than than what it got, and it did, and I and it, I think it did get that in the Japanese one, and that one's why that one's better, and you should watch that instead and learn Japanese and understand it somehow. Uh, use your <laughs> use Google Translate. I actually did use my Google Translate for some of it because there's one that where one that was just completely in Japanese, and I didn't know what it said, so I had it translate. But no, yeah, it's cool. It's uh yeah, it's like the real king of swing. It's like what if Donkey Kong was a real animal and actually had to try to live in a place that was populated by humans? It kind of reminded me of that crazy Ghibli movie too, with the with the tanukis with the with the ball sacks that turn into stuff. Because because their because their ha- their homes get invaded by humanity also and destroyed. So it, it, it hit a lot of hit a lot of nerves for me. But I think I think it's cool. Like I was really. I definitely recommend it as far as games that came out. Yeah, I'm curious about it. I'll probably end up getting it, certainly if it goes on sale. Well, it's already on sale right now, so you're in luck. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It started off on sale. It's actually normally 15. It's 10 right now. But it's worth it if you want to feel things, if you want to feel ways about things. Then we have Idol Manager, um, very Japanese game. Mm Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah. manage a singing group. It's an, it's it's like OFK all over again, but in but in the idol world, minus the um, weekly stuff and all that. But this, this one comes out August twenty fifth. The next one, Card Shark. This game is awesome. Everybody should play it. You can play the demo right now for free. It's a game that teaches you how to cheat in poker. It's 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 really good actually. I was really enjoying it. It has some really cool game mechanics that I've never seen before in anything else. The game starts out, you know, you're a, you're like a worker, you're a worker at a at a bar, and uh, this guy basically, you know, try convinces you to spy on the person that he's playing poker against. And basically, you have to like you like tilt the analog stick to pour to pour the alcohol into his drink. And depending on how hard you push the the analog stick is like how much of their of the cards you can see. And then you wipe on the on the on the table a certain um, 
a certain like way, like left to right is like is like hearts, or like up and down is like is di- is diamonds, or in a circle clockwise is spades, or counterclockwise is is clubs or whatever. And uh, you do this to communicate to the other guy. And this guy wins so much that the person who's losing is drunk, so he gets mad and he ends up killing your boss. So you don't have a job anymore. So all of a sudden you go on a, you go on this trip with these uh, magicians, grifters, uh, gamblers, whatever you want to call them, and they teach you how to cheat in uh, in poker. So they basically teach you, one guy teaches you how to do three card Monty, like how to do the, the flip, the swip, you know, the flip of the hand, like to switch around where the queen is and make it to where you can always win coins off of it. And another guy teaches you how to stack a deck and you actually have to do this like in the game. And it's just really cool. Like I've never played any game like this that has mechanics in there like that. Like you even go down to the point of like how you pick up the cards that are on the table to have them where they fit into the deck in a certain way to where then you deal them out. They're going to land on this one guy. So he'll win every time. So you like you kind of stack it and then you like kind of like flip out one of the cards a little bit. So you know where those are. It's, it's based like doing magic tricks, but like doing it to like cheat people through card games and i think it's really fucking cool and it looks and it looks nice like the graphics look really really cool too it's very painterly like the the movement of it kind of reminds me of like the old uh prince of persia games like the 2d ones you know like the way the characters move around and all that the visuals as i'm recalling uh they kind of reminded me of gunman clive a little bit uh they look much better than gunman clive gunman clive's very like monochromatic this one has a lot of colors in it but when i saw the art of this i was like oh that looks cool but it's great because there's a demo in there right now and I played the demo, and I was like, oh, this game's cool. Like, this is going to be... You're going to hear about this one. Like, people are definitely going to talk about this, just because there is no game like this. I downloaded the demo this afternoon. I just didn't get around to playing it. Do you think it has sort of appeal, like Pocket Card Jockey, where it's just kind of set off on its own apart, but it's still cards? I can't think of any other game like it. I mean, it's cards, but these are actual tricks. Like, these are actually ways that people would, like you know, would would find ways to da- stack the deck and all that. So this is a game where, like, yeah, it's kind of like a war game. It's teaching you how to cheat. You can, is basically fu- what you can it do is. it without dying in real life. But, well, if you did these tricks in real life, you might get killed. Actually, there, there's a huge warning at the beginning of the game. There's, like, a trigger warning thing that's like, oh, yeah, by the way, there's, like, death, there's suicide, there's, like, all this other shit in this game. So cool. they, like, throw it right up front. They're like, oh, hey, there's a, you know, people are going to mm. get killed. Like, this is, a, this is like, no, this is no holds barred, uh, Card cheating. It's Texas here. no hold bardom. Yeah, Texas cheating. Uh, Western. You know. Uh, I don't know. It it just really it really hit me when I was playing. I was like, oh, this game's good. I was like, this game's gonna be good. Like you you just wait. I'm telling you right now, you're gonna hear about it. People are gonna talk about it. I'm really excited to play it. And it's what it doesn't have. Did it not have a release date? I thought it was coming out in July. Maybe that was on the Japanese one, or maybe not. But no, I was. Uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, no, this game, this game is badass. So yeah, play the demo. It's free. Um, you get. I didn't play all the way through it, but you get a good idea. I think there's like four or five different scenarios you can go through. But it's just really cool how they teach you how to do these different things. And it actually, there's like a timer that where if you take too long when you're trying to stack the deck, the people that you're playing against will become like, they'll figure out that you're cheating, you know, so you'll lose and you have to start over again and all that stuff. So so there's a lot of good game, game mechanics like mixed in there, you know, where there is kind of like a thing where it's, you see a little meter on the bottom and the person's face will change depending on like how, whether they think that you're playing legitimately or not you know depending on how you do your actions and so all it's that. like the doom guy's face or or even more like the sort uh, of yeah the faces in a in a god damn what's that rockstar game called la noir uh, yeah all <laughs> oh, right <laughs> la noir yeah <laughs> yeah that one yeah uh no it, it's it's just it was a really cool game it's like it was like like nothing i'd ever seen before you know that's why i was really like oh wow i was like this yeah we're gonna see some shit about this i think that's how i feel and i'm gonna i'll buy it 100 when it comes out Makes me kind of want other typical games, uh, the twist where you, but, but with a twist where you have to cheat. 
Mm. Like if you could have a golf game where you cheat or, I don't know, whatever other sport or something, throw cheating in there for an interesting twist. And it, it does it really well, like just how they teach you. I'm like, I was playing, I'm like, you know, that they're actually teaching me yeah, how to cheat Yeah, give it a real risk-reward system. In that it's like they're teaching me how to do fucking three-card Monty. Like, I can actually, I could do this. I know how to do the sleight of hand. Like, they totally teach you the sleight of hand. Now, once you once you play the whole thing where you pour the, where you, like, pour the, the alcohol and look at the card, and it's the way that those work together and how it's split down the middle, I'm just like, this is genius. Like, I'm surprised nobody did this before. So yeah, I'm super pumped about that one. They they definitely should have given that more time. Like I hope I hope that people play the demo and enjoy it. Up after that, uh, cursed cursed to golf, which uh, this is a game I've actually heard about for a long time, and I'm very excited about getting this game. I'm planning on getting it. Obviously, I've said it a bunch of times. I love golf games. It uh, seems like quirky golf games are just never ending. I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm wow. I'm here for it. I mean, I love golf, so I'm I wanted it all its different versions. In the world of indie, a golf game is a solid starting thought it seems and this the developer of this was on it was an 8-4 play my, my the podcast that i've talked about many times on the show and uh yeah he was cool like he talked about was he on 8-4 play just promoting this or was it It like... was for the game yeah okay it was it, he's not part of the, their regular people he was there just to promote the game because he was there for the japanese indie event or something i forget what it was called but yeah they were talking to him on that but no this yeah this one looked really cool so i was like i was like i was like why is this not at the beginning and so it like, looks like your ball gets some sort of status effects where you'll hit the water and it'll freeze it and stuff like that where it can kind of impact the environment yeah That's we had a cool. there was there was a trailer oh yeah and you can like i think you can hit There's it like portals hit it like while you're while it's in the air still Got a bit of a Cuphead vibe with some of the like enemies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Guidebook of Babel. This game, Could I have make heads or tails of this. No clue what the hell's going on here. Th- this yeah. one, so this one basically on- looks like a board game that I would look at once and then vomit and then walk away because I was so confused. <laughs> this this one was on the Japanese Direct and they spent a really long amount of time on it. And I honestly thought that it was only on the Japanese Direct because I didn't re- even remember seeing it on the on the American one, even though I've seen it three times. But I was like, I was like, oh, I'm probably confused by this because it's in Japanese and I just don't know what they're doing. But the Japanese one, they even announced like DLC that's coming out as well. Like there's even another thing after that. It's like, oh yeah, and here's a whole other story that's coming out on top of this. So what I'm is like, it? I'm like is what it, the what fuck genre? is this? I don't even know. I, it, it, it to me it looked like a like a point and click type thing because you because you you know you grab you interact with things from using different items and stuff like that like you do in pretty much all the point and click games like that's okay that's what I gathered from it. But Steam's as far not as, giving us any answers here. It just says adventure indie. That's the genre. As, as far as like what they're actually doing in the story, I have no idea. I just know there's a part where you have to learn how to put coins in a vending machine. <laughs> I remember seeing that on the Japanese one. And 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 there's like, yeah, there's some monsters. I guess well, we, what was that one and... game that came out, which I do intend to buy at some point, the game where you are on the ship where you're kind of navigating people to the na- the afterlife. And fair, fair. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah. Fair, so fair. That, that's a really good game. That's kind of what a vibe I'm getting here, at least you're on a boat to the afterlife so i didn't catch the afterlife vibes on it well i'm reading the steam page of it right oh now, sure so yeah that helps so you know you know more than i do a plot adventure game with butterfly effect at the core that's their own description so oh wait because it's called butterfly effect right or is it not called it on here no it's called guidebook of Babel. no it's called butterfly effect in the japanese one oh. and, and guidebook of battle is, is yeah. what i thought was the dlc thing that explains why ashton kutcher's in it <laughs> that, that stupid movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they talked about butterfly stuff in, in the Picard newest Picard season, and that was awful too. So, oh no, I think 
it might have been worse than the first one. Oh no! But we didn't have to talk about. But they that. brought everyone back for this season. <laughs> well, it's got to be good. Well, not the same next generation people, just the same people. I thought that Wesley Crusher one. came back. Yeah, he did, and he acted really badly. He had a beard. But he's grown up now. But we don't need, we don't need to talk we about We know him. he's grown up because he has a beard. Yeah. They framed his hands out because he was acting badly. <laughs> that's, that's what, that's, that was Jess's, uh, that's what Jess said from while we were watching it. And I'm pretty, and I'm pretty sure they're right were too there. too wild. They were. They were pretty wild. They were pretty wild. It was, God, it was awful. Season. You should have seen him when he was doing uh, the audiobook for Ready Player One. He kept knocking people down with his hands. Oh, God. And the and what was it the last one was the last one Opus, Opus. Echo, Echoes Echo Star Song there was a lot of there's a long time on this for the Japanese one as well yeah which I didn't even know like I went and looked these all up on on the on the website and come to find out there are already two other Opus games on the Switch right now oh th- I've never heard of them before did they go on sale because this this one came out today uh, Opus Echo Star Song came out today for twenty five dollars I thought it looked really cool graphically but once again I was like eh, you know I'm not gonna pay twenty five dollars for something that then I just it's really full edition which leads you to believe it's been around for a bit maybe. Yeah, there's a oh, there's already a couple. Well, there's there's Opus, there's Opus, the day we found Earth, and there's Opus, Rocket of Whispers. So I don't know which one's the first one, but have you got? Well, there was that prequel too, the day we Mr. Holland's Opus. Well, (laughs) (laughs) well, I'm just saying, if you're interested in it, John, Opus, the day we found Earth, is only five dollars, and it's not even on sale. I'm wondering if full edition means is it is it a package with all of them? That kind of gives me the impression of yeah. I don't know. Well, no, because here it says it's the third in the Opus series, so maybe. It says, uh, why full blue? Like, does it come with the third game and the first two? Why full bloom edition? I don't know. This says, uh, this says on the description, it says full bloom edition is the definitive edition of the visual style adventure game. So I don't know which one they mean on that. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's just the title. That's the third one of the series, and right. so that's what maybe why they've decided to give it that title because the flower blooms finally in the third episode (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i mean if if you you get the first one for five bucks you can get the second one for nine dollars super cheap first one looks uh looks more like a 90s style point and click uh pc graphics but it's not necessarily a bad thing i don't think yeah i don't know i I wasn't like i was like i don't know i had card sharks on sale till the game gets it's, it's, it's on sale for the next 21 days oh it's it has a release date the release date is the second is it's june 2nd so it is right around the corner i knew i saw a release date it's a 6-2 and it's and i think it's on sale till then so like i said i'm definitely gonna pick that up because that that demo was super rad but let so, me run what would you say gunbrella definitely a game that yeah. i personally am really interested elekhead gunbrella elekhead. super interested yeah i want to like head yeah and then maybe Silt, but mostly because of the visuals, to be honest. I'm going to try the demo of Card Shark as well. Didn't everybody find that it was weird that there, was, there wasn't there was a, and one more thing? They didn't do one more thing at the end? Don't, don't, they don't they always do all the one more thing? Anymore. No, especially with their... No. Well, I thought the last Indie one did. I thought it showed that, uh, that Earthbound game, which was in the Japanese one, but not this one. The Earthbound looking game. Yeah, I don't know. So here, let, let me run down to the, the real quick things from the Japanese one. I know I talked about it a bunch, but... So here's the order that the Japanese one had. Uh, Alekhead was at the top card shark uh one shot that was the that was the one that with the computer stuff uh gang beasts don't starve together those are already out but they just came out in japan opus full bloom butterfly effect slash guidebook of babel which is what we were talking about the one that we couldn't really tell what it was omori that was the earthbound style game that was mentioned on another one that one has a release date now for june 17th on the japanese direct also behind the frame is that studio ghibli uh kind of point and click game where you paint the pictures mm-hmm. it actually looks really really oh, good yeah. That one had got a release date as well on the Japanese one. 
it got uh, behind the frame, has a same release date as Card Shark, so it's coming out on the second. The Wobbly game, I told you they, that was in there. It was a strategy game, or looked like a strategy game. Uh, the game Neon White, which was that uh, anime-looking like first-person shooter with the cards, which that game looked really fucking cool. They, they showed that on the Japanese one. Still no release date. It still says 2022. Uh, Mini Motorways on there. There's a game called Super Noda Game. Looks like a WarioWare game. It's coming out on the 22nd of July. I want to try to play this game. Maybe even if I don't read Japanese, I still want to play it. It looks like a weird-ass WarioWare game. There's like there's like people like with, with their actual like pictures of their faces on their bodies, and they're trying to like balance on the Japanese train and like not fall down and... And there's like stuff about like setting dinner and like, and everything's all weird. It looks, it looks like a WarioWare pretty much. It looks like a WarioWare game, but it looks super Japanese game. Like I want to try to play a demo of that off the Japanese shop or something like that. There was that one, there was Undying. That's a, that was a zombie game that wasn't on there. Idol Simulator. We already saw that. And then there was a sizzle reel just showing you everything that you already saw, which I thought was cool. They do a little recap at the end. And that was what was different from the Japanese one. But I honestly, I preferred the Japanese one. I thought it was much better than the American one. So You're uh, so coy. Look it up. Look it up. It's it's much more they're much more serious about everything all the way through. And then well they I feel like they gave all the games all the games got like the same amount of time. Like they spent a lot more time with everything. And there was no like bam 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 sizzle reel, you know. So but yeah no I ended up I ended up really liking the the monkey game. And the card shark game because I wanted to play something from this and coming out of that I was really impressed with both of them. Monkey one I'll probably be done with next week I think. I think it's one of those that's like that's like you can do it in one in one session but it hits you really hard like kind of one of those like that's what it kind of reminded me of. But the card shark one I think it's going to be yeah that that'll be a game of the year conversation for sure. So wow, I think people will talk about it on the indie scene. But yeah, that's that's the indie direct. Why don't we take a break and then we'll come back and talk about whatever else we have to talk about. Sound good. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. Whoa! 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 He's 
has thrown us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Ah! Ah, Patreon.com slash podcast. Game over. Anyway, we're back from the break. Let's talk about what we bought for the week or what we've been playing or what we bought for the week. <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of a loose thing. Anymore, it's just like something what, like what that. you've been doing. I put it at different Fill times, yeah. Anyway, what, what have we been playing aside from this? My uh, like my big one, like I was talking about with the Indie Direct, is I've been playing a game, which I have a, I have a review game. It's, it's not. It actually came out a few weeks ago, so it's not an embargo. It's called Eight Doors Aram's Afterlife Adventure. It's a lot of, uh, whatever you call that, a lot of A's. But it's pretty cool. It's it's a Metroidvania-type game, and it takes place in the Korean afterlife slash purgatory. That, that's what really intrigued me about it, was uh, Korean folk- folklore and all that stuff. And it actually, it reminds me a hell of a lot, like a little game called Hollow Knight. So that was why uh, that was why I was kind of a little bit hesitant about it. I'm like, because once I started playing it, I was like, oh god, this is Hollow Knight. God damn it! So is it similar to Hollow Knight where you have to go like buy the map and all yeah, that? okay, you do. Yeah, that was something about Hollow Knight that sort of turned me off. Yeah, no, you have to. Well, I, this from from I've actually been enjoying this game for the most part. It's just really it's a very difficult game. It's like Hollow Knight, and Hollow Knight is kind of like a Souls game, a Souls like game, like everything else. You know, you have to dodge a lot. It actually does remind me a lot of Metroid Dread in the same way, where every you know every attack can be completely avoided. Like you can go through. I've watched videos because I was having a hard time getting through a lot of these later bosses. And I did watch some videos of just how people got through it, and that people were just going through it without getting hit, like, at all. So I'm like, okay, all right, well, now you're making me feel that better. That is like Dread. But no, it's it's totally like Dread, where you can where you can dodge everything. But some of the animation, like, I was playing it in the other room, and just like, came out to use the bathroom. And uh, they pointed the TV, and they were like, hey, uh, this looks like that one game that John was playing. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, you know, the, the one. I was like, Cuphead? Like yeah, that one. So so it it does it does have some animations of Cuphead for sure. Like the way like the the enemies are animated really really well, and there is this like a flower type uh, enemy that you fight that has like this this big head like grows up and tries to take a bite out of you. That kind of reminds me a lot of the Cuphead animations. That so, boss. Yeah, I mean these are just regular enemies. They're not even bosses, but 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 all the animations very fluent. It looks like everything's hand drawn, you know. And you unlock multiple weapons that do different things as you go through the thing. There's a bunch of, like, bonus bosses. Apparently there's, like, a true ending. I've just been trying to get through the regular ending. It's just one of those things. Like, I'm reviewing the game, and I always want to finish every game that I review. But also, it's kind of like this game is kind of hard. So I've been stuck on, like, some of the same bosses. And I've been, like, just throwing myself at it, like, constantly. Where I'm starting kind of to get a little bit sick of it. I don't know. We'll see, uh... I'm gonna plan. I'm gonna. I'm planning on finishing it at least the regular way. Maybe not necessarily the the like true ending or whatever before I do the review, just because there are a lot of 
bonus bosses and stuff, but it's one of those things where it was like how long to beat was like eight hours, and I've been playing it for like fourteen hours. <laughs> so it's like, and I guess like it said like the full the full like uh, true ending is like thirty hours or something like that. So it ended up being like way longer than I thought it was gonna be. So that's what I've been playing like more than anything else. It's just doing fucking eight doors, but it is cool, and, and I'm glad I'm glad I got to play it. So I'm like, this this game is cool, but it but also once I saw the similarities to Hollow Knight, I was like, oh no. Oh no, because <laughs> I didn't like that game. But it did make me maybe want to try Hollow Knight again. I was like, well, maybe I could go back and try Hollow Knight again. Now that I understand the way Eight Doors does it, maybe I can understand Hollow Knight a little bit better. And it has like grinding in it, but it's different. Like you grind for money and then you use money to purchase like to like higher, you know, higher HP and like purchase like more potions that you can carry and that type of thing. That's souls like. And also you collect like these, uh, I don't know what they're called, but they're these little like yin yang items and you use them to like upgrade your like your stats. Like you can make like your like your attacks like hit harder, like you can raise your defense and you can add extra like moves and stuff, like extra dodges and stuff like through that sort of thing. So there is a lot of like character development in there, but it's 100% a Metroidvania game. I made sure and even put it in my Metroidvania folder. Oh, wow. Make sure it's there. So I was like, yep, there's high praise. Well, it just belonged there with the Metroidvania games because it is one. But well, next week I'll tell you what the actual number is because I'm sure I'll get to there. There was a lot of stuff on sale. I, I find I got Persona 4 Arena Ultimax because it was on sale for 20 bucks, down from 30. That was a game I really wanted to play, so I bought that. I played it while I was editing last week, and I made it through the arcade mode, so I made it to the credits for the first time. So is this like a more of a traditional one-on-one fighter game? Oh yeah, it's it's like a well. Uh, Alex talked about it a couple episodes while he was on okay. there. It's it is like a one on one game, but it it has like some easiness to it where you can kind of there are some combos where you just kind of hit the same button and it'll do like some stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you like if you do if you do like more complicated moves, it'll like have more a higher hit point value. But if you if you like Persona at all, like it looks great. All the characters are there. Like I played enough of Persona Four to recollect recognize a lot of the characters that are in there, and it's got the really incredible soundtrack and. Yeah, it's a 2D fighter. I mean, it's just a, it's a, just a beautiful 2D fighter, you know, along the lines of like Street Fighter Alpha, like Street Fighter 3, like th- those type of things. And I like those games, so I was happy to get it for 20 bucks. I was like, yeah, I'm buying that once it's on sale. So I did, and I played that one. But mostly, I mean, mostly I've really just been playing uh, playing the playing the stuff from the Nintendo Direct. Um, I, did, I did play, uh, well, actually, before we get into that, Jess actually got me one of these, found me a new uh, Amiibo in the wild. We've been calling Ooh, it a noodle arm dragon arm. That's a uh, that's Min Min from Arms. Oh right, from uh, is one it's of Godric the Grafted. One of one of the deal one of the DLCs for Smash Bros. This is one of the newest amiibo. So got to open it on the show. But Min Min's really cool looking. I like the design. She's got the she's got the noodle hair. She's got the noodle arms. The dragon the dragon face. She fights. Do you up. have to open it though? Because they removed that foil from the bottom. You can scan it anytime you want. I like it better outside. We're gonna do some special listeners. If you're on the five dollar or more patron, you have two oh my God. camera angles of Trey opening his amiibo. Oh no, so much pressure. <laughs> you can see the back of the car. Oh, look at that. Oh, no. Destruction happening in real time. Wow. The value just dropping. It's like that. driving a car off the lot. <laughs> it's already depreciated in value forty percent. Let me let me tell you let me tell you something, John. I don't scan any of these amiibo whatsoever, so it doesn't really Not no matter. More. <laughs> Why it, would you? It doesn't the only time well actually the last time I did See whose camera? Wow! Camera's wow! Better here. Noodles. This one actually—it looks—it's a really cool-looking figure. I'm—I'm I'm glad that just found it because I was. Yeah, they—they they were like, "Oh, well, you know, it's a new—it's a new amiibo. Always got to buy a new amiibo." And it's cool because instead of like having the weird, like you know, the weird like P stand or whatever they have, this one actually has like a like this swoopy like they're dodging, you know, mm. like has this like kind of the white like, like kind of dust dusty. coming up the back. Like that's really cool. 
I like that too. And you know what? I was a I'm an arms defender, and I'm still an arms defender. That was a good game, damn it. Nobody understood it. It was too much too much ahead of its time. Nobody got it. But it was it was fun. Sure, you got into the arms race early. I enjoyed arms. It was a fun game. I had a lot of fun with it. It had some like a, it had some really cool uh, uh splatfest style things. Yeah, I just could never get into it. I tried. It was like even a, when it was free. It was kind of a I don't know. It reminded me of Punch Out. It was like a more complicated Punch Out. I wish there was more on the uh, single player aspect, but what can you do? But yeah, whenever you whenever you find an amiibo that you haven't seen before, buy it because you might never ever see it again. That's how I feel about everything. You see a game? Well, we've talked about that before. You see a game that you don't have? Buy it. Yep. You might never see it again. Well, especially if you're not buying my Game Boy Micro for sixty bucks. If it's a retro, well, especially if it's a retro thing. I mean, if it's a new game, yeah, you'll probably find it elsewhere. But, but amiibo? If you see an amiibo you've never seen and you want it, get it. You're Mm -hmm. never gonna see it again. Because they disappear so quickly. So that's why I own like eight Monster Hunter Amiibos. Because <laughs> I had to get them. But whatever. That's cool. And uh, what else? Oh, yeah. One more thing. Uh, got to play Switch Sports with Jeremy finally. Yeah, we played it in the Flash. Well, we played it what? in the Flash. We played it with the Flash. In the Flash. With Barry Allen and uh, I don't know why the other I one. It with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to actually play it. And you're. Uh, I'm blaming your Joy-Con for giving me way too much spin. Yeah, uh, so we've never actually... I've, I haven't ever played three-person Nintendo Nintendo Switch Sports yet, so I kind of just gave Jeremy one of my old Joy-Cons, and it might be fucked up. I, I don't know, because I, I say I never, rematch later. No, we'll play it after this. And then we'll, I, we'll play next it with week the I'll come back and I'll be like, you know what? It wasn't, it wasn't the Joy-Con. It was me being shitty at the game. Because it I, might be that. I think the Joy-Con might be fucked up. But yeah, you get to play some bowling. We played bowling. That's the one... You know that's the best game on there. That's been the one that uh that I've been playing. But last night I was I was getting really like frustrated over a boss on eight doors. So I was like, and I was like, all right, I want to go to bed, but I don't want to go to bed like angry about eight doors. So I need to like <laughs> I need to like chill out for a minute. So I just I just threw on Nintendo Switch Sports, and I'm like, I'm just gonna do some online bowling by myself. You know, I I have my my chairs in this room are kind of small, so I like I just bowl on the side. I don't get up. You know, I just I do like straight on. Even though I think I bowl better standing up. But uh, but I was like I'll just do some online stuff and I was playing it and I didn't know but they they do the ones with the barricades online now they must have just added that because they've never done it before so it's like kind of like an obstacle course where like stuff kind of sh- pop up while you're trying to bowl and you have to bowl around them and some of them are almost damn near impossible so I bowled and I got like what, like twenty points or something because I <laughs> fucked because I because I guttered so many times because they kept fucking up from the uh, from the obstacles coming up there but I didn't know about that. But also, um, I think I mentioned last week when we talked about Switch Sports, there's a specific amount of like um, like titles and like uh, uh, different em- emotes that you can get and like clothes that you can unlock and they're in like different packages. Like, And they all, there's a new one that just came out that has like new soccer clothes and it also has like different colored bowling balls and stuff like that. Um, the, the one... The one that came out when the game came out, that one just disappeared today. It's gone. You can't get any of those clothes or any of those emotes or anything like that. It's gone. So I, I managed to somehow get it just like right under the wire this morning. I just realized it said like, you only got a few hours left. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stay up and I'm going to get it. So I just, I kept bowling and I got it and I unlocked all that stuff. And in, and if you unlock a whole, like a whole collection, you get an extra like outfit on top of that. So finished that one out before it was gone. And now it's gone. And somebody like data mined it. And apparently there's going to be like 38 different like clothing packages released like over the next like year is what they're saying. As far as like uh, support 
for Switch Sports. Like I was talking about earlier, about how Nintendo releases a thing and then continues to release things for a certain amount of time. I feel like that's what, then all of a sudden, what they're doing with that. They just don't care. And then, yeah, and then at some point they just stop. Which sucks because you get really used to like all the, the great drip feed, especially like on Splatoon 2. Like We thought Splatoon 2 was never going to end. One day you played your last Splatfest and you didn't even know it. Yeah, but then, well, then they brought one back <laughs> later, but it wasn't like as big as the other one. I don't know. Those games are great anyway. Get them. But yeah, that was that was my uh, my Switch Sports thing. I was just I was like I got right under the wire. Yes, and my uh, I did so badly like that my uh, my pro score went down a little bit. But I, I all I had to do was get into like the third round, and then it went up again. So I'm like, all right, all right. And I felt so bad because I guess I didn't realize Jeremy was going to be here. But I never took the I never took the Mies off of my Wii U and put it on the Switch. So Jeremy can't beat Jeremy, even though we have the old Jeremy Mies on there. You can you can make a new one if you want. But I did so much for the uh, host of the year award. I was gonna. <laughs> but I didn't take I didn't take any of the Jer I didn't take the Jeremy Mies that I had off the Wii U on the Switch. So <laughs> I, I was like, I'll pick Jer. I was like, oh wait, no, you're not on there. Sorry. So you had to play as Wario, but you like playing as Wario, so I thought you wouldn't mind. Yeah, me and Wario are essentially buds. Yeah, so there you so go. We've never met IRL. So did you guys get around to trying all of the different sports? No. So I'd only been here. I mean, Jeremy hasn't played him. As of the time we started recording, I'd only been here a couple of hours, and we ate food and wanted to play games with Jess too. So. We were playing some Jackbox as well. Yeah, we played we played a couple rounds of bowling, and then we ordered we ordered food, and like the food came while we were, you know while we were then bowling, we watched the directs, and yeah. then we watched the directs, and then we played some Jackbox, and then Jess went to bed, and then we did this. So yeah, haven't had much time, but I do plan on. But no, we can here. play we can Give play all try. of them. If, yeah, if you want to try out the other ones, we can do that. I will say so. My impressions are that it looks really nice. It's very nice. Like the as far as the. Uh, Stuff kind of in the background with all the other. I don't know if they're randomly created or it's. It, it it looks like it's like in a mall or something like the bowling alley does. Like there's just all these people like going up and down escalators like in the background. Yeah, it's kind of like if you kind of think of when you were a kid and you would go somewhere and there was just games everywhere. I don't know. It kind of reminds me a little bit of a YMCA to be honest. Like because like I would go Spoko Square. You would go into like the the room where they have the like. Um, racquetball or whatever, and then there'd be like a balcony, and people could watch racquetball, or they could go to the other room. There was a weight room. I don't know. There's just a lot of like, yeah, like facilities. The, it looks like line. a really nice. You're in like a really nice sports facility. That's what we used to do at um, what was it? Uh, the landmark, not the one that John worked at, but there was also a landmark in Peoria that was like a YMCA where they had like a bowling alley and they like same sort of thing where they had like racquetball and like they had an arcade also. That was the first time I ever played Street Fighter One. Was at a, <laughs> was at the was at the uh, landmark, but yeah, it was a landmark event in your life. But we used to, yeah, we used to do lock-ins there, like through the church, where it's like we'll lock in at the landmark and you can play games or whatever. You know, Spoko Square, it's kind of like that. I'm a little off put by the amoeba, or not the amoeba, the uh, the mees, but I guess I mean they have to evolve. But it's just kind of like giving me a really strong uh, flavor of like when Sony and uh, Microsoft. Decided yep. they had to do their own Amiibos <laughs> back in the day. Like, it kind of feels like Nintendo's come around aware. I don't remember Sony having them, but I do remember the Microsoft, uh, the Microsoft, uh, whatever. Everything the, the, the avatars, did, both the other them. main companies tried to do. I guess I just never used it because I, because I was hardcore into PS3, like around the time of the Wii, and I just never saw any avatars whatsoever. The only thing that I got to represent myself was a picture of Crash. No, mm-hmm. it wasn't Crash. It was a. Uh, Fuck, it's not Crash Bandicoot. It's the other one. Or Dexter. Sly. No, uh, no, no I do like Sly. 
I played through all uh, of those. The dragon, Spyro. No, no, the guy. Uh, <laughs> the guy. Ratchet and Clank. That one. Yeah, I had a Ratchet yeah. and Clank icon was what represented me on there. Even though I remember I got a Yakuza game that had the host had like the host from the host club on there. That was weird. That was a really weird theme, but it came with the game. It was really strange. But yeah, no, I, I I'm excited to play more of it. And you know, next, we'll come back next next week and you can talk about what you think about the other games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, a lot of times hanging out with Trey inspires me to buy games so maybe i'll buy it if i like it enough because i like to get games. because i do have a partner that really enjoys these games her family still plays wii sports just just and i've been playing it like they the still other... got it hooked up in their living room they still play it like uh monday night uh just took uh took an extra day off and we were hanging out on monday and it was like you know it was about time to go to bed and i'm like what do you want to do and they're like uh let's just let's bowl some rounds before you before you go to bed i was like cool so yeah it's like just throw it on bowl some stuff Still trying to find, uh, just still trying to find the sweet spot. I actually had a, I had a killer game when we were playing the other night. I missed one pin. I hit strikes on every other frame except for one frame. I got nine and I missed one pin. And I think I got 270 something. Damn, son. So I'm pretty close to 300. I've already got, I've already got the strike down. I can, I can get six in a row. That's the most I can do. And I always fuck up a seven. I think it's, I just get too nervous, but yeah. No, but I love that game. It's great. I've already put like 15 hours into it, I think, is what it said on the Switch. So it's worth playing play that shit online unlock those extra stuff i like the pro i like the pro leagues stuff we'll get we'll play some soccer or whatever else i mean i like i'm i like bowling the best the other games are fun but the people are better than me online they beat yeah me up. no i mean i just want to get like a more well-rounded view of this sure. game but yeah we'll play the other one i mean I, I think the listeners would know if they've been keeping track i did not get a chance to play the uh trial period of it so this was my first experience with switch sports today they're very specific about when you could play it unfortunately yeah and I, every single session was while i was working are you gonna want you i'm done yeah. this week okay yeah, that's cool it. well i got more of the same this that's week all I got. but i'll kind of fly through it as far as elden ring goes because i think i'm close enough to the end in this game where i have to maybe just not say who i'm finding anymore i think it's fairest for our listeners who might be playing this game i don't know how many people is, is that like, is that like spoiler level it's it's spoiler level yeah i'm at the point in the game where i'm like unpacking some serious lore and kind of it's reframing some of my earlier experiences in the game so you know this this is a very well-written game with a lot of environmental storytelling but at the same time it's got a lot of actual storytelling depending on who you're dealing with so there are these I'll just say, like, that very first boss that I was struggling with way back in the day. It feels so long ago now, but it was really just, like, a couple of months. But uh, Margaret the Fell Omen, the first boss you run into most likely if you're just kind of playing the game, like, kind of following the, 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 the path that seems to be the most obvious one to take. Let's just say I got to some more of those guys, and they're getting a lot harder, and I'm not, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave it there. But... I'm up to level 130. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, I'm knocking down most of the new bosses I come to pretty easily. I mean, I've probably beaten seven or eight bosses this week. Like, it's not like main bosses, like uh, the ones that give you the god runes or whatever. But yeah, I'm I'm really close to the end. And I've said that a lot. I've been saying that for over a month now. But You've been close for three weeks. Kill, I actually am at a point where <laughs> well, I, I mean, think you got, that I mean, it could be soon. I mean, you're going to have some time also. But there's this whole other area of the game I think I'm about to open up and between, you know, and I'm going to mention it again, Bonfire Side Chat. I need to get on their Patreon, or I am on their Patreon, but I need to get on their Discord and start talking to them because at this point, I think I might be one of their biggest fans. Like, I've been listening to every episode they release 
because they released them on Sunday, which I kind of like. And I've been listening to it pretty much right when it releases, and then I'll listen to it again. And I usually listen to each episode about three times. Oh, wow. I've, because, never, I've never done that for Well, because they're literally breaking one. down the video game I'm playing and all the, like, minutia that I might have missed. Oh, like hell, And at this yeah. point, I'm, like, way the fuck beyond what they're talking about because they're being very chronological and they're super yeah they're super they're breaking it down all the minutia of each thingy so it's kind of been nice to hear what i've missed and i've sort of been able to go back and check some of that stuff out but at the same time yeah i don't know i don't know how i'm gonna feel when i'm done with this this is gonna be a very strange thing when i when i when i do but i found this new rune harvesting spot and i think it's got to be the ultimate one other than i've gone to a few different um YouTube videos and there's some that involve like glitching out the game, but I don't want to do that because that's just it just seems risky and stupid. So as far as actually legitimately putting the time in and gaining the experience points, I'm at a point where I can gain a level about every 20 minutes. So that's actually pretty good in this game. It takes a long time to actually feel the effects because you're only increasing one attribute point each time. But by the same token, I've gotten a lot of like powering up items since then and some items that give me buffs and stuff. So needless to say, I'm just like crazy strong compared to what I was last week and just kind of feeling like, yeah, I'm, 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 I think the idea of this game is to eventually realize I'm a boss. I'm not just a, I'm not just the player of this, this world. I'm one of these, I'm a boss. And at this point, I'm one of the most powerful bosses in the game. So if you think of it that way, it's kind of fun. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention this week is that I fought this battle. I didn't know what I was doing. I was trying my hardest not to spoil too much for myself, but I fought this boss where I had to fight two giant bosses at once. And I've done that a few times, but this one just kept defeating me every time. There's these two gargoyles you have to fight at the same time. And they're like really aggro. They're coming for you. And when both of them are fighting you at the same time, you're pretty much fucked. So you got re- you to kill the first one as fast as you can before the second one joins the battle. And... I finally beat him. It took me probably 20 tries at least, but I beat them. And I'm like, okay, well, what did this do for me? You know, it gave me uh, a weapon or something, which wasn't anything too great because I'm not. It was some kind of weapon that the gargoyles use that I don't really, it's not part of my build. But I'm like, okay, well, now I can kind of explore this battle arena. And usually they give you like a side of grace, which is your save point. They give you something like that. There's some sort of reward for completing the battle, but nothing was happening so i just started like surveying the arena and it was huge nothing seemed special about it other than it was just a big battle arena that i noticed there was this coffin in the back of the arena and this coffin looked like every other coffin that you see in the game there's coffins everywhere in this game i mean this game's all about basically death death (laughs) but like in the context of this fantasy realm where death is actually just really complicated in fact it's just the beginning. Being undead is said in Black Panther. Being undead is like almost just your hair color because there's so many different types of being undead and choices you might have made or curses that might have happened to you and just all these different ways you can arrive at being undead. Um, so that's just one example of the fact that the game just complicates everything to a pretty great degree, but it's more and more fun the further you get into it and you, you start to piece the story together. Yeah, so I walk up to this coffin and it gives me a prompt. I've never seen this before. It says, rest in coffin. I've never seen that before. So I'm like, okay, guess I'm going to rest in this coffin by hitting the X button. And I crawl into the coffin. My, my character does, uh, Joellen. And the lid slides over it. And then the coffin just floats up into the sky. I'm like, what the fuck? Am I like dead now? <laughs> but it was actually like a... Float uh, away to the afterlife. It was a warp to... I guess it's essentially, and I found this out from reading, it's kind of like a, a jump 
to the end of the game. But coincidentally, I had arrived at that same point by doing it traditionally. So I kind of, it was really weird because I like took this warp and then I'm like right by where I was before. I'm like, oh. So I was kind of doing the same thing from two different angles, I guess I ended up realizing. But yeah, I got to this whole place. It's called the, um, I can't remember what it's called. It's like the, the, the deep root depths. That's what it's called. And it's at the roots of the Erd tree, which, you know, blah, 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 big tree, special tree. Lots of games have this in it. But I'm at the roots of it, and it's just a really weird place down there. And I've fought a bunch of baddies, and in the meantime, I found, yeah, this 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 rune farm that is why I'm at level 130. And I just, I'm really starting to feel like this. there can't be a lot left of this game for me to do. I don't know, though. I mean, I keep talking about it. There's just some some pretty cool, shocking stuff I got to recently where I think at this point I just got to be like, you know what? I'm not going to talk about it for the moment. Maybe here in a few weeks. I think you got to the point where you found out that you were were actually the Elden Ring. You're like, wait, I am the Elden Ring. Damn it. Damn it. Spoilers. Yeah, you get to a mirror and you look at it and you're just like this ring floating in midair. You found out that you were actually Bruce Willis in a a hairpiece. Yeah. That's what you found out that you were in the end. Poor Bruce. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say for now about Elden Ring. I mean, that's my game. You guys know it. I might as well be doing my own Elden Ring podcast at this point. I do want to say one thing I I got this week, a little purchase I made off Amazon. I made a little, I bought some of those little uh, rubber thumbstick covers you can get. They're just little rubber Seen things. Those. You can pop over the top of your thingy. And that fixed my broken 8-bit dough. Because, you know, I had the, the old one with the cracked thumbstick and it mm. actually broke. To where it's like when when I play it, it just felt so strange under my finger having this like piece of the plastic missing. But once I put the thumbstick oh, yeah, on yeah. it, it feels real nice. Oh yeah, the cracked thumbstick. And John has one. Send too, me a right? link to whatever you got there. Yeah, they were cheap. Um, and yeah, it's I can't get it to work with my Switch, but I could get it to pair with my laptop. So it's my official laptop controller, and it works great, just as well as the newer one I have. So I, I don't have to change any of the Bluetooth settings. I just it just works, you know. So. That's what it's been. It's got its soft retirement to being my official laptop controller. And then I use the other one for my desktop. So I can play Elden Ring anywhere in the house with any controller instantly pairing to it. It's great. Whenever uh, whenever any of those 8 don't work on my Switch, I just I hit the sync button on mm-hmm. the top. And I'll just turn it off and turn it back on and then it works fine. Thanks usually, yeah, usually I can get that. That to seems to be the, the fix all. I mean, it's a lot that. like, uh, and I was talking about this to Shauna earlier. She was trying to get something to pair with her computer. And I was like, sometimes you just got to forget the uh, forget the device and then <laughs> add it again. Oh, like, that's yeah, what yeah. you got to do. I've done that before, too. And I think that's kind of what you're describing is happening with 8-bit dough. Done Star. it for, like, Wi-Fi shit. Mm-hmm. For Wi-Fi, whatever. So anyway, yeah, the, the old 8-bit dough is still getting pretty judicious use as well as the new one. So, yeah, that's... uh. That's it for that. And then uh, I want to say you something get, very we cool. Got, we got twins here. Got some twins to show. It's like a... Oh, man. Tell me you guys got a link cable. I wish. No. <laughs> How long are you in town for, Jeremy? He's leaving tomorrow. Yeah, I leave tomorrow. Leave tomorrow. I was going to say, run to run to disc replay or something, get your, your link cable. I mean, two game gears together in the same room in 2022. I mean, we don't have we don't have disc replays here, but, you know, we could go to the exchange or something if you wanted to tomorrow. 
whatever, whatever you want. To I do. don't even know of a link cable based Game Gear game. I mean, it probably like Mortal Kombat and Rise can, of the Robots. Columns. Like, like columns. can you even? Yeah. Like where do you even put it? Columns um, uses a link cable. Okay. It's like the exterior. This thing that looks like an HDMI plug. I don't know. But we've talked about it on the show before. This is from friend of the show. But uh, Jeremy's got a Nate Lockhart who friend and supporter. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's a supporter. And patron and just a all around good guy. Just a real clever super duper uh handy kind of person that can fix all these old things and he recapped them and might might possibly works like a dream soon. who knows yeah and uh he sent me a sonic 2 so i've got the original game that i got when i bought well i didn't buy it but when i got my game gear back in 94 nice that was when i had a game gear most recently so yeah Nearly 30 years since I've owned one of these things, and, and you, once again, it's in my hands, and it's got six batteries in it, and it's ready to rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For two hours. Little did I realize that I used to be just hey, as uh, hooked on six packs I've actually, when I was a kid. I've played mine for well. I'm actually I'm using lithium batteries, like the professional batteries that I use for audio equipment. So maybe that runs longer, but mine's been going strong still. And I've definitely played it for over two hours, but these are newer batteries. The okay. screen's disappointing, but also... It's an early screen. I think back yeah. to what it was actually like when I played it, and it was probably like this. It's, yeah, it's an old screen. It's like 30 an, years yeah, old. It's, it, it's kind of it's fuzzy, but that's what it was. It's a 30-year-old like. piece of technology. I might consider putting a new screen in eventually. I think you can buy kits for that, but I say shit like this on the show sometimes. I'm like, oh, yeah, you could probably just fix it, and then I look it up after we're done recording, and it's not that easy. So You should take a Game Boy Advance and put it in there <laughs> and you'll just have a giant game boy advance without l and r buttons i will say this feels nice though i mean as far as handhelds as go as far as giant handhelds go it does feel good and it, it feels like a steam deck I mean, <laughs> like it, well, the steam deck's pretty much the same size well, i think saying like like here like uh, i mean this is on video but like um <laughs> my my oled versus the the game gear and the game gear is like a little bit bigger than the middle screen of the of the uh switch so yeah it's just, it's just a little. How about the a, thickness? That was a thick boy. Are you down with gear. the thickness? <laughs> it's much. It's much thicker than the Switch. Yeah, the Game Gear is a it's good. A, the Game Gear is about one point five. It's about three times the size of the Switch and the thickness. Mm-hmm. Consider the thickness we, we, of the batteries, and then double that. That's yeah, probably got, about the yeah, thickness. Yeah, you got to get those batteries in there plus the screen, so mm-hmm. that's why it's a lot, lot thicker. But it does feel really nice to have a Game Gear again, and as a self-proclaimed. Uh, a handheld ambassador or whatever i call myself it's it makes sense that i would get this and also just kind of opens up the floodgates for what other ones do i need to get now that are non-tendo like i would maybe want to want this one neo geo neo geo pocket color maybe a neo geo <laughs> that's one that i wanted but turbo I, graphics but, but i can actually it's called the turbo express mm-hmm. well the neo geo pocket color was a turbo graphics I'm going all the way back to the one a, i really want the microvision which is from the early 80s like i would love to have one of those boys eventually but what it really would be nice is like getting an analog pocket someday because then oh, I can just yeah. play it. Those are back ordered. Yeah, they are. But Next I saw games, uh, I think, uh, some some year you mean? I saw Jeremy Parrish was in. Uh, he's in Italy on vacation. Yeah, one of the hosts of Retronauts, and uh, he was playing Boktai in the sun in the Italian sun. I always wanted to play that. With game. His analog I pocket, never owned it, and yeah. I I just don't. 
get jealous that that was just this jealousy I've never felt before where I'm like, okay, he likes going to nice places. He's traveling internationally and he's also playing Bok Tai. Yeah, Bok Tai. <laughs> On this handheld, I wish I owned. Like, he just like, checking every box of like what I envy and every, yeah, every Bok Tai. All I'm saying is like, there's probably a good reason the Bible says not to covet things because <laughs> it just kind of like uh, is destroying my soul that I don't have an analog pocket and I'm not in Italy right now. Oh, well. Playing Bok Tai under the actual sunlight. <laughs> I always wanted to play that game. But uh, other than then, the Game Gear, um, I, yeah, that's that's been pretty much it this week. Like Work's really kind of ramping up this week. I guess I don't really talk about work a lot on the show other than when we talked about pandemic stuff a lot. But um, I work in a college town. Well, a lot a lot of places are college towns. For instance, Trey lives in Chicago, and it's got all shit. kinds of shit going on. But in a town where I live where I consider it nearly a half the city. population are college students that disappear for like four months a year we're coming up to our busiest season they're all graduating in this next week so i don't know how much time i'm, I'm gonna have to play games after tomorrow tomorrow's kind of gonna be my last big gaming day for at least a good week so well you get your off time unless you're just <sighs> sleeping off time's gonna be recovery yeah unless you're just completely exhausted i mean i've fallen asleep with the controller in my hand many a time so I, I know i know about that yeah it's gonna be interesting but um I do want to try to play a little bit more Switch this week, and I don't know. I feel like I've been given bug snacks. I've been neglecting bug snacks, and I've been kind of hungry for some snacks. And uh, I did go back and play some more of that this week, and I don't know. I, was just, I wasn't really digging the gameplay loop, and I don't know if it changes eventually, but the gameplay loop was just kind of like um, exhausting. Because you're basically, you meet a new character, and then you have to do four or five different things for them where you go and fetch the bug snacks for them and then you meet a new character and then you do that again you meet a new character and you do that again and it's just kind of like can i do something else besides just capturing things like it's fun but if that's all i do then i kind of heard a lot of the characters look very similar where it's like here's the same thing but like different color like palette swap like i saw people talking yeah about that. well maybe further into the game as of now everything looks yeah. pretty unique but it's also it's like here's another hot dog a fairly unique cool <laughs> oh, you mean the actual snacks? Yeah, yeah, the, the snacks. Like they, they all look too similar to each other. Yeah. So, what I so far, I've cut French fries and um, what? Like, what's the worm? I can't remember what he is. It's like a, there's like a pill bug, but it's like some sort of food. I can't remember now. I don't know. It's been almost a week since I played it. Sot. Sot. Croissant. Croissant. Of what food is shaped like a pill bug? Oh, I don't think it was a croissant, but yeah, it's something like that. It's some sort of like cinnamon roll or something, maybe. Um, you know, Bug Snacks, I'm sure, is a great game. I just need to get back to it. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> we're, we're getting there. Should oh, Trey's keep... actually able to like tell me to shut up and move on. I'm just saying, let's same room. keep moving. Let's keep doing it. Keep going. John, your turn. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I haven't played the Switch much at all this week, and that's good for the runtime of our show. Um, but not good. I, I but not I good for you. I was gonna say, you remember when the Switch Sports came out, and you're like, "I'm not gonna get it yet because there's not a lull in my video game playing." Well, now there's a lull well, in your video game playing. You took a week and no, play. There's, try there's, it out. There's not. There's not a lull in my video game playing. I haven't turned it on. Oh, because of uh, yeah. Well, yeah. There's also I, that. Which oh, I, yeah. I didn't, you essentially got a new console. You know, I didn't even right. I didn't even mention it, but actually listening to the podcast last week. Listening to you talk about your arcade machine uh, made me inspired to uh, break out my Namco collection, a physical cartridge that I have for the Switch. And I was actually playing my whatever Namco arcade pack or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. So I played. Um, so I, I played. You know, I, I don't have. I don't have the games that you have. Like I don't have Rompers and like all that other stuff. But I did mm-hmm. play like some of the original Pac-Man. 
I played. You can play single player Pac Man Verse on there. That was pretty cool. I was playing that. Oh, neat. but but mostly I played a bunch of uh, Pac Man Champion Championship Edition too because that game is awesome. So that was mostly that what cool. I was playing. But 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 listening to you talk about the arcades, it actually did me it did inspire me to go back and play the Namco whatever museum game that I have. And I did kind of fuck around that, with that a little bit. So I was like, but That's it doesn't cool. it doesn't have like Pac Land and all that other shit. Like uh, like I said last week, there is a there is like an arcade collection thing happening that's like where you can actually get all that stuff and walk around as Pac-Man. So maybe I'll get that one. Who knows? Yeah, this is actually inspiring me to get that too so I can get all the other Namco yeah, games that, that aren't on this this cabinet. But um, yeah, lately I've been, last couple of days I've been going hard into original, regular Pac-Man. And earlier today I decided, you know what? Maybe I should like actually start figuring out how to play this game the best that I could. Strategically. And so I looked at... The, the, yeah, Bill, the Billy so, Mitchell way. <laughs> don't don't cheat no cheating speaking of card sharks going back to, no it, it, i don't know we met billy mitchell he was all right i don't know we'll, we'll, who knows where you got going. a raw deal no, I'm <laughs> that was that was that hashtag i was trying to get going the billy mitchell got a raw deal but, but yeah no i mean you know he's pretty good at it somewhat yeah I was allegedly videos on, <laughs> on how to play it and actually i saw even even one of his he was giving some tips and stuff yeah, allegedly, and, he's good. Well, what I decided was I found one video that was of a perfect game, and it was like all the highlights of per- They say a perfect game takes about four hours. I think the record is three hours, 38 minutes. And this video that I found uh, was an hour long, but it, it had just taken out the highlights and, and a lot of the, the repetitive stuff. So what I was doing was just bit by bit memorizing the perfect route. And I was able to get all the way through. I can get to like the third round of doing a perfect route of Pac-Man. That's mean, meaning that's like getting all the blue ghosts, getting all the get, getting the dots, and all well, the getting yeah, trying to get as yep. many as you can, like within the time limit of having of you being the predator or whatever, right? Being the attacker, right? So I was pretty happy with that. That that, that was about three and a half hours of my day or so today. But I think it's something that I'll I'll try now every time I'm playing Pac-Man, not just to play it for. You know, not to just improvise, but I want to see like exactly how how to how to play a perfect game. Yeah, that will probably take me a long time to do. Certainly, I don't I don't know how long it took those guys to do. Pac Man doesn't have a kill screen, does it? Right, because you can just like beat it. it, Right, it it does. Mm -hmm. It starts to unravel, and there's the whole Pac Man. Was it Pac Man two fifty six? Oh yeah, yeah. I remember John way 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 back when, Mm -hmm. like one of the first episodes John was ever on of this podcast. You talked about mm-hmm. that Pac-Man that versus, the kills, versus the kill screen. Yeah. So yeah, that was my my week. Um, this is, and then uh, also, I well, quit. Hold on, quick quick side question about the one up. Can you uh can you like have your can you like make it go to a TV or anything? Does it have like an HDMI out or anything like that? There's no outputs. No. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it has a headphone out, does it? Yeah. No, you said there wasn't no. one. I, that was just an idea. I thought I was like, well, that would be really cool if you could like. You could play it, but you, you could, could like, plug it into a thing it, and like and like stream it also. Like, because I've seen, I've watched Billy Mitchell stream like a you know stream Pac Man like on the arcade like with the over the shoulder camera. But I was like, that'd be yeah. cool if you could actually like plug it into a thing and like have it like stream through your computer or whatever. I just I don't know. I know people mod those things like crazy. Sure, yeah. So I'm sure yeah. some people have done that. Some yeah. people just literally use the shell and then yeah, put like a Raspberry Pi in it. But yep. I think the idea of these things and the novelty of them is that they are what they are. They're a self-contained arcade unit meant to emulate the original experience as, as uh, sure. truthfully as possible, but while being smaller. Yeah. Right. And they fit in your apartment. Mm-hmm. Yep. And not having gigantic CRT screens. Yeah, the you know the my, my enthusiasm for it hasn't died down, 
and I really want to get more of these machines for sure. Well, um, what one would you get next if you were to choose right now? The next one I would get would be that NBA Jam, and I'd want the Shack Edition, the the bigger ones coming out in August, the seven hundred dollar one. I think that'd be totally worth it. Have an NBA Jam machine. I would play that thing all the time. One with Tim, with, with, Jam. with Tim Kitzrow, like inside of it. Yep. You just open it up, and yep. he's like, "Hey," and he's got the <laughs> scarf on and all. That. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be my next one. I also want to get the Ninja Turtles one shortly after that. I, I might go back and forth between those two, but I think just the fact that they're making that almost full-size NBA Jam one, that gives that the edge. But speaking of arcade machines, I got a second DDR Mini. Why? <laughs> I got it for my sister. It's her birthday. Okay. Uh, not, not for you. I'll accept it. Not for me. I'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you, got a, time. you got the same machine. The same one. It's not a new one. It's not one with different Not a new one. Not a different one. Yeah. I and thought was maybe, she oh. as bewildered as Shauna was when she received it? So she hasn't received it yet. She okay. will receive it tomorrow. So we'll see. We'll see. But we had a good memory <laughs> of playing DDR. We went on a, a cruise together and they had mm. uh, dual DDR machines and we had a real good time. You played on DDR on the high C? Yep. That actually wow, sounds I like know a, that about you. I mean, when you say, I mean, obviously, when, whenever I hear cruise, I'm like, ugh. But maybe one with a DDR machine is a little bit less of an ugh. I don't know. I mean, cruises, are, cruises yeah. were terrible before the pandemic, but. I don't think they're, they're any less the, terrible, the, but there are still, a lot still more a pool thematic of, cruises. There's now. still a pool of uh, diseases. There's a lot of rock and roll cruises where like bands will be just resident players on the cruise. Yeah, but they're terrible. But the cruises themselves, I don't know. I, I don't know if I ever care to do one of them things. I mean, there's no motorboat anymore because Lemmy's dead. I've been on. I've been on two, and they are they're really fun. You know, I mean, I think that now there's that my last one was maybe ten years ago, and I didn't. No, I didn't, I didn't really do any deep dives into like, you know, ah, industry and all that stuff. Yes, not on purpose. I realized it exactly as I was saying it, but um, it wasn't bad enough for you to deep dive off the boat. Right. No. Well, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, there's, there, there's concerns about cruises and stuff, but uh, well, definitely now. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, they, like if I said, just, they, they're already disease spreaders and now they're super spreaders of other diseases. But just talk about the experience in and of itself. They are, they are really fun. And there was a lot to do on that boat. They had a whole casino on that boat arcade machines that kind of thing but that's where we had this ddr experience and when i when i saw that uh, mini arcade machine i knew i had to get one for for my sister for her birthday so did, were you able to get, snag it at retail price yeah i got it for the same price 27 dollars. okay so it's not that inflated ebay price that we were seeing for a little bit there no i would not have paid that so they're probably not worth that anymore that was probably a, a little mm-hmm. fluke where we could have maybe cashed in but i don't care that much. <laughs> you wanted to sell yours for for a better profit. Well, it's not even mine; it's Shauna's. Oh, well, but she was like, "Wait, Shauna's we could for a better private." <laughs> she's like, "Wait, we could sell this for seventy five bucks," and she's seriously considered. Like, I mean, I don't think I'm, I'm like, "But this <laughs> is a gift I got you." Well, she's probably not playing it. But it's literally just sitting. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you got real, you got real DDR, yeah. you got real DDR pads. We do. at your house. We have real you, know, you don't have to play that because it's like whatever, like fingerboard mm-hmm. thing. Right? Yeah, it's a novelty. All right. Well, let's. Are there like? Two, There's a couple of news things. Two, yeah. no, two, two news is two. Two news is maybe, maybe more if they're really two news is. There's one actually. Let's there's see. one. There's one that I'm gonna say at the end here that uh, that I, I mean, it's like it's not really a whole lot to say. We should mention it's the 30th anniversary of Wolfenstein there 3D it is. released on. That's that's the one. May yeah. 5th, 92. Well, 30th anniversary of Wolfenstein, but also uh, I, I kind of I discovered this. It was on IGN. It was on other. It was on other. Uh, you know video game websites as well but they're actually making a documentary they're making a first person shooter documentary and i didn't say it in slack but i'm gonna say it now it's a dumb pun but it's finally a video game movie that i can get behind 
<laughs> no, I, I will. Well, to- I, I will totally watch a first-person shooter documentary because I've said it a million times. I love those games, so yeah, I want to see. I want to see that. And I watched. I watched the little snippet that they did about like Wolfenstein and how Wolfenstein originally originated from like Commander Keen, like number seven or something like that. And they had done so many of them, and they're so tired of making fucking Commander Keen games. And they, yeah. and they just had this idea of like shooting Nazis and dogs and all that stuff and. And, and yeah, and, and, they, and, and, and they were like, and then they when they took it, the Super Nintendo, they wanted to put on Super Nintendo. And of course, Nintendo being Nintendo, they had to change the dogs into rats. And uh, because the rats like had <laughs> like rats. red, had red in their mouth. They thought that was blood. So they had to change the red in their mouth to gray. So the rats like had to have gray tongues and all this stuff. It's, it's ridiculous. And I'm like, I'll watch, I'll buy this movie. I want to watch this movie because I love first person shooters. And I, and yeah, like, uh, what was it? Uh, John Carmack, John Romero, they were all in there. And they look so much yep. different. Like I don't, I've never actually seen John Romero. I just remember his his head on a pole behind the Doom, <laughs> behind the Doom Two boss. When you put the clipping mode on and you walk through and you see his head on a thing and you there shoot it, shoot and it screams it, and it screams at you. That's the only representation <laughs> I know of John Romero. So when I saw him in real life, I was like, he looks a lot different than the head on the pole that I'm used to seeing and do. But no, no, that yeah, I was like. There's there's a video game movie that I give a shit about right there. I will watch that one. It looks great. I'd watch that one too. There's a, a remaster of Super Mario 64 where fans have redone it all in the style of the game's original promo art, and I think it's really cool. It looks good. I think looks it looks like weird. That kinda, I mean, well, yeah, but that's but that's what the Mario looked like, like on the on the. I box know, I know, but it doesn't look right. Book. Like his yeah, hand is his hand looks so huge. It's like bigger than his head when he's like doing the peace symbol here. Much huger. I think it's I think it's cool. It kind of reminds me of the other fan who was doing the uh, the Mario game that was in the style of the of the cartoon show. Yeah, like I like these projects. You know, they're, well, they're I like it that, that it's that a we, it's a fan project, like it's a, a yeah. group project and not just one person like seeking to yeah try to release a game and then get Nintendo to take it down, which they'll probably still take this down. It looks it looks better in mo- it looks better in motion than than, yeah. than the pictures. So they're just trying to match the. Uh, what people thought they were getting back in 96 really well they're kind of yeah trying to do like an unreal whatever also. if you were yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're seeing them all jump back watching wario throwing his throwing his tummy around there but you go wario i mean i you know I'm, i've mentioned it before super mario 64 is one of my favorite favorite games of all time so it's, it's always weird there. to see it in a different style it looks fine but I prefer that original, the original one. The last thing that I think we need to mention is that Apple has discontinued the iPod. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're not a, we're not an Apple podcast. When did they make the last? Honestly, iPod? I, I thought that I thought that they should. Okay, so I mean, everybody remembers when the iPhone actually came around, right? Two thousand. When the iPhone mm-hmm. happened, there was no reason for an iPod to exist anymore because the iPod was basically a less or worse version of the of the iPhone because the iPod you could only download games and shit for it if you had Wi-Fi. So like. Why would you even buy that anymore? Or the iPod Touch? Well, the thing is, they is made the they iPod Touch, it. which was a Wi-Fi only iPod. That's iPhone what I'm telling you. Much. The iPad Touch, right. like right then, it should have been obsolete. It was a tiny tablet. It was before tablets. No, it was a fucking thing. phone. It looked exactly like the phone. Well, no, I but that's what I'm saying. My friend had one on a, a shoot. A lot I was of on. kids yeah. had those. Like, like I know my sister's kids. They they have I know a few older iPhones touches, now. Yeah. And, I think at that time you probably well, I knew, you gave the kid the iPod Touch. I knew I knew twenty I knew mid twenty somethings that had them, and I'm like, why did you yeah. buy that? Like I remember a friend of mine because I like, don't want my 
I don't want an MP3. I don't want everything to be all in one device. Like back then, people were still kind of rejecting. Like, oh yeah, no, I was like, why? Well, I mean, I didn't into one device. I didn't get an iPhone until it came to, to so Ver- once to Verizon. You, took, you basically took the iPhone and you took away the the cellular connectivity, and then anyone could use it on any Wi-Fi network. And by the time they came around, free Wi-Fi was pretty common. So I just remember you could people go around and use it as a phone. I remember people asking me in my apartment for like my password so they could download shit for their fucking iPod touch yeah. and i'm like no Smack i remember the shit out of your uh, out of your hand it's garbage throw it away like, hey throw let's away. listen to an album what should i download on my touch yeah and we'd like l- download a new album and we listen to it at work and he would pay like 12 bucks for it or whatever and it's like well you paid for it but i didn't i honestly i miss my old ipod video that had like the round the roundy selecting thing you know i mean that was mm-hmm. the same I, I lost thing. i lost it's mine slash got stolen different. or whatever I mean, it was, but there was no iPhone at the time. It actually meant something. It wasn't like the same, it wasn't the lesser than, yeah. and then the iPod Touch was, you know. I guess so. It was the super, I think the iPod Touch in some ways was better, but we can we, we can talk about that another time. But I think oh, it was better the because, thing? Well, I mean, well, but because, I'm just saying No, 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 no. I think it was better than the iPhone because you weren't constrained by a cell phone plan, and at the time, the contracts were still very, like, not to say that they're not as... I'm saying you can deceptive do, or whatever, but much. at the time your con- the contracts were just a lot more about well, okay, well now you have to be with this phone company for 36 months. Or I know whatever. you were always anti uh, phone plans. Right, she told me that before. Well, no, and I mean like you could just buy an iPod Touch, pay outright for it, three four hundred dollars, and you get that exact same experience pretty much. Because even right. mobile Wi-Fi, except was you a have thing to carry two, I guess you got to carry your phone and your iPod Touch. Yeah, but at the time phones were so just still more utilitarian than they are now, like. A phone is everything to like, especially like younger people. Like that's their computer, that's their tablet, that's their phone. You know, like that's it's their yeah. camera, that's their sure. voice recording device. People were just not ready for everything to be consolidated to one device, and they were very skeptical about it. And that's why these various devices exist. It's a weird point in history, but I'm just saying I'm, su- I'm surprised over over that they as things advance. I'm just really surprised they lasted as long as they did. Like, like for real. Like, I thought they were. I'm not kind of dead right when the. For me, it was like, I thought they were dead right when the i when the iPhone happened. It's like, why would you even get this? I wonder if they sold a lot more. And I think it's less about the iPhone and more about streaming music that what killed the iPod. Oh, sure. Yeah, I don't think it was nobody buys music anymore. IPod. It was streaming. Except for music. I do, but I play video. I, I buy video game soundtracks. That's what I do. I mean, anymore. Like when I think of my iPod phone it used to be like you get the iphone you got you know you got itunes you can buy music off the store this that and the other it really was like a true multi-functioning device but now when i think about my iphone i'm like i the reason i bought it was for security because they had really good security features and because it's small and because it's can play apple arcade games with the controllers you know this is not at all what people cared about an iphone for when it first came out so things have changed times have changed Yes. It's comforting, but yeah, the discontinuing the iPod, I didn't even know they were still making that fucking thing. I thought the last iPod model came out several years ago. Maybe they it just, did. They're just saying they're not coming out with another one, and that's that. Why would you? They got to put all yeah. the, they got to put all their effort. I into mean, didn't that. they kind of do that with the laptops too? Like they used to do, like you know, they got they got to put all their effort the, in, in, the into, the that, Airs in, into, into that into into that new uh, stylus, it's all the, the Apple pencil. Thing. Yeah. Whatever they call it. It's just a piece of plastic yeah. that costs $700 because it has Apple written on it. Well, it's got actual like, <laughs> stuff inside of it. It's not just a piece of plastic. It's got shredded apples inside of it. Crushed. It's full of ones. the corpses of dead apples. It's it's, it's filled with Chinese news, newspapers <laughs> and Apple cores. Uh, actually, this last one is important. I mean, not necessarily for Nintendo fans, but 
I, I still can't believe that FIFA is leaving EA. I mean, I don't know if you've listened to yep. the last acts of the blood guy, but I, I can see Cat Bailey like having things to say about that. Probably, probably, in, a good, good probably in a good in a good way, <laughs> being like a huge <laughs> yeah. football pan, football official, you know, official official football. What the football most fan. the world knows is football. But uh, I just yeah, think now I it's mean, gonna be called EA Sport, EA Sports FC, meaning football club. Well, more more importantly, FIFA can actually go to a good company and have a good game that's not Electronic Arts. So they must have had like a really so good that's that's yeah. actually good for people who like FIFA because people who do like FIFA it's also really bad for EA. Because hate that EA just kept putting out the same garbage every fucking year. So you know, I would love EA that, fucking that, choke to death. That's a good thing because a lot of people hate EA like a lot. <laughs> so mm, I'm mean, one of those people. So yeah, so it's that's that's a great thing for anybody who likes FIFA, and I know a lot of people like FIFA. Actually, you know, friends of ours, I know uh, lots of friends of ours like like FIFA. So I mean, FIFA ninety five, good game gear, baby. Yeah, that's the next game you guys should both get. Great I, game. <laughs> I'm just saying, bring it to something else. I'm excited about that. I mean, I'm not really, I'm not really a soccer player, but or football, official football, whatever. I like American football. I know I suck, but uh, but I mean, I'm I'm just happy they're getting away from EA. Like, great, everybody get away from EA. They suck <laughs> big time, as Jeremy was saying. They're terrible. Yeah. Let EA die. I'm fine with that. Yes. Let them die. And let let uh, FIFA go to some make it better company. It can be maybe they can it. make it like a cool RPG or something better, like that. Make it good. And then as a result that company will prosper. Yeah. But uh thanks everybody for listening to us for this episode. Hope you enjoyed uh our two thirds of us being in the same room. Eventually we'll be three thirds in the same room at some point, I hope. That'd be great. Hope so. It's been a fun episode. Thanks for listening to episode 320. And oh well, if you want to hear more of our voices, go to patreon.com slash podcast. We got a lot of bonus episodes on there. Also, you can listen to all the intro and outro music on there on the WART Patreon edition, which is the $5 level, plus bonus videos and stickers and all that. And there's a lot of cool stuff they will send to you on the $5 and above level. So check that out. Also, uh, twitch.tv slash podcast is where we stream stuff. I will be streaming stuff soon once I get past eight doors and get that and get that review up. I'll, I'll stream some other stuff. Also, uh, Jeremy and I are on Twitter. Twitter is still standing. We're going to say this every week until uh, it gets destroyed by, <laughs> by Musk. Uh, we're still on Twitter at Nintendo underscore The whole domain. world will smell when it's destroyed. And at jmaxstack. Also, youtube.com slash podcast. I've been putting the episodes on there. So if you, for some reason, want to listen to just audio on YouTube, you can do that on there. Um, and and uh, yeah, check all of that out. And thanks for listening. We've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. John Nitter. And see you next week. See ya.